0: Master Sir, I heard Yoda talking about midi-chlorians. I've been wondering, what are midi-chlorians? But Master Yoda said I should be mindful of the future, but not at the expense of the moment.
1: Be mindful of the living Force, young Padawan. Remember Obi-Wan, if the prophecy is true, your apprentice is the only one who can bring the Force back into balance.
2: I'm a Jedi. I know I'm
0: better than this. Train yourself to let go
3: of everything you fear to lose.
1: One way out. I can't swim. Welcome to Prequel Apologetics. The <laughs> you show, didn't let me share my quotes. You just didn't. You were just stunned silent <laughs> by the audacity of uh, good performance. I don't have any quotes. Like that, was your performance. that was your reaction during this entire show, honestly. Stunned. Um, this is Prequel Apologetics, the show about Star Wars prequels, where we analyze the Star Wars prequels. Uh, I am Reagan.
0: My name's Seth. And I'm Trey.
1: Trey is a, is a beloved guest of this program. We've received uh, just a lot of people. Uh, really enjoys commentary. A lot of hate mail. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to shield him from that, but mm-hmm. I guess we're getting into it now. We're uh, we're excited to be here. I think some of us are excited to be here. We uh, we've appreciated. we gotten a lot of kind feedback recently for some fans um, after our Kenobi episode. So should we read it? We, sh- we should. I think it, we we heard from Benji who re- revealed his real name. I think we will keep that in our in our heart, however. And then Scipio the Greatest, your reviews recently have warmed us in this dark time what did they say well, I think I think Benji was just I think both of them were just happy you're still alive happy you didn't die in some horrible car accident or something but <laughs> I think most people were just happy we're back and my friend Zach also reached out and just said finally I can have something fun to listen to during my horrible job yeah, <laughs> you,
2: my you, oh yeah right that was a good one actually from Zach yeah that made me want to do it more than anything mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. give him
0: something to do <laughs> yeah if you want prequel apologetics to last longer, turn your preferred podcast listening app to 0.25 speed and just drag it. <laughs> out. Oh yes,
3: yes, it never
0: ends. At that speed, slow. you may
1: actually understand what I'm saying. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's a it's a small chance.
2: Scipio the greatest said, "Thank you." I was beginning to lose hope. One could say that prequel oh. apologetics have awakened or returned, so to speak. So speak. Yeah. Also, it would be nice to have the Clone Wars show covered more. Or at all.
1: <laughs> I, I added the adult. We
2: recorded it for a whole season. One whole season. Pretty good. Binge said, I hope you guys are well. There has been much Star Wars content in these days, and some of it hasn't been too bad. Thoughts and prayers. May the Force be with you. That nice was guy. kind. Nice that guy. was very nice. Thank you, Binge. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I wonder what you're referring to there. Well, there's Tales of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And there's Andor. That's the new Star Wars content. That's right. Right? Am I missing anything?
1: Nah, I can think of. He yeah, has a couple game re- teases recently, but no actual releases, right? Yeah, that game, that game looks good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fallen mm-hmm. Order 2.
2: Fallen Jedi Survivor. <laughs>
1: or it's called.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> what is it called? Jedi Survivor?
3: Jedi yeah.
0: Survivor. It looks mm-hmm. good. Oh, and there's going to be a book that bridges the story between the first game and the second. Oh, cool. Book. Books are boring. Oh. I'll read it. I'll read it. <laughs> I'm you, sacred, texts. <laughs> <The> sacred texts. sacred texts! <laughs>
2: <laughs> but we're not here to talk about Tales of the Jedi. Maybe we should, though. We probably should. That's another time. Maybe another time. It'd be brief. Brief, but good. Thumbs up. That's what we'll say for now. Thumbs
1: <laughs> it's up. It's
0: good. Watch it. It's not very long.
2: Yeah. It, it, yeah, it was very short. It was pretty good. We're here to talk about Andor, which is... Kind of the Star Wars product yeah. now. You could tell a lot of money went into it. More than any of the recent TV shows. More than maybe even Mandalorian. Definitely. Just, in a lot of ways, it's a high-quality piece of entertainment.
1: In a lot of ways. When, I was, uh, when Zach was reaching out to us, uh, thank you yes for Kenobi, I said, hey, we're going to do Andor next. And he said, that will be the only time I ever hear anything about Andor. I didn't even know the show had come out. <laughs> wow, really? I didn't even know. Yes. Interesting. I, well, I think... All of us here, all three of us, all of these beings, I think we were all not very excited for this show. Did that seem
0: right? That is correct. Okay. I
1: remember
2: the trailers being good.
0: Yeah. Yes. That is right. So I remember the anvils
1: being hit, and that was cool. I remember going, hmm, interesting. There's some excitement when there's a good trailer. I, I think we were coming off Kenobi too, especially, and we just, it was pretty clear immediately that there was money in the show. And we were also excited about, see some of had actual sets, and... The production just seemed like it was a, a higher,
0: higher grade, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's what but, I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I said more. But before the trailers, I wasn't really excited about it. Yeah. It just was. Oh, definitely not. Yeah,
2: not before the trailers. Because let's be real, who cares about Cassian Endor? Not me. Not, I still don't. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Some character from Rogue One who dies. We barely get to know him, and he, he's getting a whole show named after him. Mm-hmm. It never made sense to me.
1: Wait, you're saying in the movie when he says, I've been in this fight since I was 60 years old. You didn't want to know about that? No. Mm. I still don't. No curiosity.
2: Mm. Actually, I do kind of. Well, anyway. No, yeah, it was. <laughs> I thought it was a weird move to make a show like Obi-Wan Kenobi and have it be as cheap and lazy as it was. And, you know, you've got a beloved legacy character who's been around for literally 50 years. And then you put all the money and effort and resources into some dude. Some dude who was in one movie and wasn't even the main character in it. It's strange. It's very strange. There's some behind
1: the scenes to talk about there. When, just briefly, when in your research, Trey, because you did some good work today. A lot of papers here. Really appreciate that. When, what year was it announced? Was it 2018?
0: So I think there were rumors that it was coming out. I don't think it was officially named and or and given an mm-hmm. actual reveal until the 2020 investor day that is my understanding oh really
1: okay I feel like we heard about that a long time ago anyway,
0: they, they may have said I
1: was reading about 2018 that they were already well maybe that was just pre-production but interesting
0: okay. yeah that, that was at least the first like footage that we got was 2020 okay sure Kenobi short. was in movie
1: form I think for a long for time for investors it was mm-hmm. ever. not for
2: fans not for fans
0: not for viewers <laughs> yes
2: not for people who like or purchase Star Wars no for investors.
0: Well, I'll add one thing. Yeah, I, you got some. I, I was just going to say, this always seemed like it had a relatively high floor as a project. Mm. Just because even if I didn't like it, it's a character that I don't care about. Mm-hmm. So even if it's bad, I'm like, well, whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> in some ways, this was always a safe-ish show that only had potential to impress me if it was good
2: yeah yeah i got you no Definitely big there. loss right if cat and Andor sucks
1: exactly <laughs> quite the opposite
0: of kenobi i
2: i,
1: I really had your no point. plans whatsoever to even watch this show gotta be honest no i mean we, we we'll get into the review in just a moment but we watched the first episode and i think both me and seth were kind of like eh. it wasn't until you no i thought it was terrible thought the first episode wasn't going to say that dramatically later but very good we, we just weren't really interested in that first episode well, You bore false witness
3: <laughs>
1: but then trey you started saying oh it's really good or, or it gets tense it gets better and i went hmm and i started watching clips on youtube and i just went i just don't understand what i'm seeing there's just such strange things happening such odd events people screaming i just don't know what's happening to them and so then i I, got, I watched this show in the most bizarre order imaginable i watched it completely out of order just what interested me so anyway i had a but very, then you saw the whole thing but i've seen the whole thing now but I did watch it completely out of order. I think I watched the uh, fifth episode last. So. Good. It feels really weird. That's weird. It was
2: really weird. <laughs> Move on. Maybe it was better that way.
1: Honestly, it was. It was kind of a choose your own adventure, choose your own adventure buffet
2: style. Machete production. order. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Pop quiz: What's the machete order for Star Wars movies? Four five two
0: three six or four five one two three six? Do you leave one in or not?
2: Four five. There's probably some people who take out one. I, I, I think it's four five one two three six. Okay. That's I think it. I have her leaving up one now that you mention
0: it yeah that's how I made Channing watch it actually
2: yeah what did she think she liked it your wife yeah Did you didn't get a divorce <laughs> correct so. this, exactly. this was before we got married <laughs> oh okay
3: and she's still with me okay
0: so. <laughs> so there, was,
2: there was a lot on the line
1: honestly
0: oh yeah interesting I said look you have to watch these and she did she's a trooper
2: that's awesome good good thank you George you brought a you brought <laughs>
0: brought man and woman together <laughs> That's we watched the end of attack of the clones and we were like it's time it's time i guess we'll do that give me your robotic hand <laughs> in marriage wow
2: wait why is she the robot
0: me oh you're the robot. she said that to me okay <laughs> cool
2: good it was a lovely performance of trey playing his wife <laughs>
1: we'll hide this from her
2: very good so that okay so that was your that was my lead up it's your journey yeah my journey what was your journey because you said you weren't even you didn't care
0: didn't care, wasn't planning to watch it. In fact, I think in the Kenobi episode I said I was not going to watch it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're really
2: here just to hold you accountable. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, that's right.
0: I am admitting <laughs> online that I watched Andor. or. <laughs> um, no, I, I have some friends who will watch all the Star Wars products yeah. as soon as they come out, no matter what. And they told me kind of early on, mm-hmm. it's worth watching. I did... I do think that this time, the fact that I waited for the whole show to be out before starting to watch it helped, because what they did—the first three episodes all at once—is the launch. And if I had watched those three the first day, I would have given up. So I'm I'm glad there was, I'm glad the whole thing was out by the time I got to it. Mm
2: -hmm. So you waited a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. When I when I started watching, I think there were still maybe like the last two episodes hadn't come out yet, but it took me a while to catch up anyway. So
2: makes sense. Well, like Reagan said, we watched the first one. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was unwatchably bad. Just the storytelling was all over the place and I thought it was awful. I really did. I thought it was so bad that I said, I won't, I will not watch the rest. I'm good. But then we heard Trey liked it and it was just getting good reviews. And then we had these nice emails as well. And I, I... It was a sense of duty for well, me to watch it. Well, absolutely. As a Star Wars podcaster.
1: Exactly. And I think that's kind of what we put us both of the line. Was I, as I watched more of it, I went, we got to talk about this. Because there's things in this show that just... It, this, is, this is definitely a prequel. It's prequel content. It fills the mandate. And there's just... One of the real questions we ask on this show is, just, what even is Star Wars? And this show really tests the balance of what Star Wars is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For good and mainly for bad, but we'll get there.
2: So I started watching, and there's just something up with those first three episodes. That first arc. Mm -hmm. Because the show is split into these arcs. There's just something screwy with those first three. It's really strange. I don't know what. It's just something about... I feel like they were re-edited. I don't know. I
1: I was reading today in an interview. They were intentionally done that way. A lot of critics were laying into Tony for that Tony Gilroy, the show creator. And he said, that's just how I wanted to do it. I wanted to disrupt it. I, I didn't want to just have these little... Episode of the week kind of wrap up. I wanted each thing to be part of this larger thing. I didn't want it to well. I thought it was terrible.
2: I did (laughs) because I couldn't follow the characters and
3: and pretty abrupt endings. The episodes too. Yeah, we'll talk
2: about it more. But I I thought it was really bad. But when the second arc started, and there were just some really good action scenes. That whole heist sequence. This is actually done really well, and it was tense and thrilling. I started to get into it more. Um, now the question of, is it Star Wars or good Star
3: Wars? I think,
2: I think that's still a question, Mm -hmm. but as far as filmmaking and entertainment, it got a lot better. And I think it's by far the best thing Disney plus has done for Star Wars. Yeah, definitely. In terms of just, Uh, oh, you
1: mean like, like Star Wars live action? Disney.
2: Yeah. Live action in terms of quality, production quality, Mm -hmm. production quality. Gotcha. Yep. Cool. Now, moral, spiritual qualities, (laughs) maybe not. But as a product, as a piece of entertainment, I think it's the best thing they've done. I was impressed by a lot of the, you know, the writing and direction and the set design, stuff like that. It was just well done. Mm -hmm. You could tell they put all the money into it.
1: There's none left over for anything else. Mm
2: -hmm. Not for Obi-Wan. No, not for (laughs) Obi-Wan.
1: Cool. So, maybe just behind the scenes really quick on the show's production. Um, again, pretty confused as to why this was even chosen to be a show. But uh, it was, I think, greenlit around 2018. Okay. That's what my findings tell me. And at first, the showrunner was going to be this guy named Stephen Schiff, who would made a show called The Americans, which I don't think you've heard of, but have you heard of it? I have not heard it's of it. It's a Cold War-style uh, thriller, where it's kind of these... Uh, um, like, deep state Russian agents in, a, like, a 1980s society, American society. And pretty tense, pretty... So, I it think it's a pretty obvious choice. But then, kind of for no reason, he's just let go. And Tony Gilroy was always kind of on the fringes of the production. He becomes the full-time guy. Now, Tony Gilroy, he's made, I don't know, if, all the Bourne movies? Yes. he's done. He did Michael Clayton, a lot of these kind of spy movies. So, mm-hmm. it makes sense, and the, his real credentials are he... Um, to some people, he saved Rogue One from tor- total annihilation. Who says that? Well, he says it, actually. <laughs> but <laughs> the ro- getting into it today, the Rogue One story with him is just really odd because it's just no one's really being fully, tr- you, just, you just can't get a full picture of what happened with Rogue One. It's just a complete mystery. Um, he's kind of just brought in by Disney just to kind of reevaluate and fix the entire film. And I was listening to a podcast today and Tony Giroy, he has no interest in Star Wars. He does not like Star Wars. He has no personal background or reverence or doesn't sleep with a Yoda puppet at night. Doesn't doesn't care at all about Star Wars. And yet, somehow he somehow Disney tapped him to kind of be the script doctor writer on this movie. He said that even though what he saw was a director's cut, he was credited as a screenwriter. Meaning that he is just all over Rogue One in a lot of ways. So, I guess somewhere along the way, he was interested enough in Cassian to be interested in Andor. But... Anyway, just reading, reading about him, I mean, some of these quotes he says about Star Wars, is just, it's kind of crazy. I mean, he says that, I, literally about Rogue One, I've never been interested in Star Wars. I, I have no reverence for it whatsoever, so I was unafraid about that. Anyway, he said about Rogue One, they were in a, in a, so much in a terrible, terrible trouble that all you could do was improve their position. So, anyway, when he comes on to Andor, he was originally going to direct it, but then, because of COVID, he wasn't allowed to. He couldn't leave the country because they were filming it in, in the UK. was certain uh, episodes. All, all of them well the one he was gonna he was gonna direct quite a few of them and just couldn't even he he, he wasn't even there for production right but I'm saying he wasn't gonna direct all of them Yeah, but he was gonna direct all the ones that Toby Haynes did which is you'll see his name all over here the first couple ones um which maybe that explains and in,
2: and in TV director is not
1: the big kahuna so, so he, it's not
2: like he was not yeah, involved sure, that's sure. all I'm trying to stress I got
1: you. Yeah, I mean, he was very creatively involved and he he at one point said that Andor was gonna have five seasons of TV and then he said he did this crazy thing he said um let's see here he said the five season plan was deemed to be physically impossible due to the series' scale
2: so anyway so there will be more
1: there will be more but uh it what was kind of crazy was as he was uh writing it with his team let's see i have this note somewhere this quote that somebody wrote it was like he wanted he urged his writing team i mean this a quote now he urged his writing team from an article to put aside their personal reverence and nostalgia for star wars Fearing that such a reverence could change their behavior and their work, Gilroy wanted the series to be accessible to all viewers, not just Star Wars fans. With the hope that these those fans could be able to watch the series with their friends and family who are not at all interested in the in the interested in the rest of the franchise. So, he comes in very much an outsider trying to make an outsider Star Wars, and uh, that's kind of the production behind the scenes of Andor. And uh, I think he accomplished that pretty pretty well. Definitely uh, a Star Wars for non-Star Wars fans. Hmm.
0: That's an interesting thought. Yeah. It's, I don't,
2: a, it's not a bad mindset yeah. in some ways. Ex- Was expand right. the demographic.
0: Yeah. I just can't really imagine non-Star Wars fans just going out of their way to watch Andor though, if they're not already Star Wars fans. Yeah.
2: Because the story it's telling is so deep into the Star Wars fabric already. Who is this
3: character? Who?
2: Well, just the story of the... It's a show about the birth of the rebellion. Okay, what's that? Oh, well... You kind of have it's to it's against the empire what's that what's that yeah. you kind of have to <laughs> be interested stuff. in star wars to be interested in that story i would say yes mm-hmm. but it you know that mindset of let's not idolize what came before and let's tell our story it's not a bad mindset yeah it's very tricky how you do that in an in a legacy franchise yeah where you respect what came before that's always been disney's struggle is how do you do your thing while respecting what came what before what came before
1: mm. I mean, the biggest departure in this show is going to be, and we'll talk about it throughout, is just the lack of moral clarity, the grayness that permeates it. It's just, that's just something we haven't really seen to this extent in a Star Wars product. And Rogue then, One comes closest. Rogue One comes, comes closest, but even just watching it now, it does not. It, it stays gray for maybe 30 minutes, and then it's happy
2: Yeah. at the end. This show is just, it is just gray.
1: It is just completely gray. And then it is not at all for children. I mean, it is yeah. just... Maybe at some point I can share my, my list of depravity. But
2: I think, Trey, you pointed out on some podcast, or maybe just in life, you pointed this out. <laughs> but you pointed out on Mandalorian, George told Dave, not Dave Filoni, John Favreau, look, the one rule is it's for the kids. Do what you want to do, keep it for the kids. That's mm-hmm. the one rule. Yeah. And I think John Favreau stuck to that. I don't think Andor stuck to that. Yeah. No.
1: What do you think about that? It seems pretty confident, maybe, for young adults. Adults?
2: What do you think? 20, 30-year-olds, I'd say.
0: Yeah, I I think you could still enjoy it as a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a couple scenes, maybe, that you would skip. But, I mean, you know, I don't think it's any different than, like hey, kid, do you want to watch this, like, PG-13 action movie or something? I, I don't think it crosses that line too far just in terms of general entertainment. Mm. It, it definitely is a further step than other Star Wars products, though.
2: It's always up to a parent to decide
3: mm-hmm.
2: what they're okay with. A um, parent could show their kid a rated R film if they wanted to. But I think, I think more what we're getting at is it was not made for children. Right. Even if maybe a parent says it, sees it and says there's nothing I don't find anything objectionable here, I don't think you would say that the 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 show the way uh Star Wars Rebels just to have a yeah. really strong yeah, 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 contrast yeah. Mm-hmm. was not made for children.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah.
2: So that is a difference. Absolutely. I mean, I could share
1: there's a definitely with Kenobi and Mando there were always a few moments, I think, for all of us that were like, when I saw it, I just went, that, you, <laughs> there was just, it was just an image of something where I just went, that, what is that doing in Star Wars? Like, for me, it was always the the child in handcuffs. And, and honestly, both those properties. I think in that, I last podcast, we called it an inconceivable concept. You know, someone who loves Star Wars, making a show for children, we just, you just never even think to do that.
2: Don't they torture the baby? Oh, Leia, is the, Leia gets tortured.
1: Leia. Well, she gets in the rack. Thankfully, they, they hold back at the last second, but...
2: She gets interrogated by Rev. Yeah,
1: she yells her, at her at least. Okay. Her her feelings, which I don't think a kid should ever see that personally. <laughs> but look, in this show, you got a sex scene, kind of. You got people peeing. Well, you
2: have two. You you have two morning after. Yeah. Uh, one night stand kind two, of
1: things. Two morning afters. You have uh, some. This is a premarital I,
2: premarital sex. By the way.
1: This is going to be kind of a joke, quest, but it's also going to be real. There you have people peeing. There's people peeing. I've never seen that in Star Wars before. Where's the pee? Well, I'm glad you asked. Thank you. <laughs> in the All Raid, the the two, um, I think her name is uh, of a C of and then Vel. They're, Senta? They're, real, they're, they're, they're camped out in a place, and you see the rebels coming, and they're kind of just going, huh, 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 and you hear a... Really? And then you see Vel go... And the line's just like, uh, boys. Anyway. Uh, I don't remember this. The character know. says the S word. You have... Yeah, a, I do remember that. You have suicide. There's you have suicide. euthanasia. I mean that to mean people, doctors killing people, not youth. This is horrible. Uh, You have Holocaust-style showers. They didn't even look clean after them, honestly, in the prison episode.
2: Yeah, but it's not a gas chamber, though. I wrote down.
1: We have uh, kid freedom fighters torturing people with the sound of dying children, children and women unarmed hostages, police brutality, blue milk cereal, Chinese takeout. Blue milk cereal. I missed not for kids (laughs) female oppression in the military unarmed people shot by our heroes children betrothal traditional versus progressive cultures uh beaches
2: (laughs) let's let's not forget the lesbians
1: that's gonna be a big one uh AK-47 by the rebels and then
2: this is kind of a behind the scenes
1: thing that I dug into today at the very end when uh what's her face is dead Mitra Mira Cassie's mom giving her Mm. speech it's pretty clear that her final clear her final call when she says "fight the empire," At the time you go, okay, that makes some sense. But you watch it very closely and you dig into it in the behind the scenes. And it turns out it was originally "f the empire." So, anyway, that's that's a rumor, it's a rumor. But well,
2: no, that that an actor said that. In an an, an actor
1: said it. She said she was very excited about it, and they said obviously that's, we couldn't yeah, keep that's, it. it. It's not a rumor, an actor and then said you it. watch the footage, and somebody had dubbed it in and this. the mouth was just perfect it was just perfect so anyway so yeah there's just a lot of moments that just kind of go this is not for children and C- I,
2: cussing yeah so cussing and sexual content are the big ones and it's it's suicide ones. Yeah, that's the big ones for me mm-hmm.
1: torture I mean that's kind of all over Star Wars but it was definitely pretty messed up what we saw on the show for sure so anywho that's kind of the opening salvo of is this Star Wars just wanted to put that out there any, any response to any of that
0: hmm i i agree that the target audience was not children Mm -hmm. the extent to which that matters to me Mm. i guess we can talk about more as we go through each arc but i i don't think that i i don't think that that ruins it for me personally but i i can see where you're coming from that that does make it different from core star wars yeah
1: yeah and that's those are just kind of examples also what just permeates it is this, this 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 moral grayness but like you said we'll definitely see that more in each arc yeah but uh cool well i guess let's enter You got the paper there
0: arc,
2: it, arc the first
0: tell us about the first arc sir the first arc our first three episodes which were all written by mr tony gilroy uh, i thought these were very boring but <laughs> essentially the content here we have two different storylines going on we have cassian as a child uh he is there with his sister we never really see any adults at all in this arc they're just kind of living in the jungle, very mm-hmm. like primitive situation. Mm-hmm.
2: The Lost Boys.
0: Yes. And all of this unfolds, you know, cross-cutting with adult Cassian. But basically by the end of that story, there's some accidents, the empire lands on their planet or there's like a star destroyer or something. Mm-hmm. And Cassian goes inside the ship, I think, looking to, to loot, perhaps. <laughs> Just a little delinquency. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and he is taken well, by... Well, it's...
2: No, I think it's... The boys go off to battle for some reason. Right? Because well, it's, it's boys... he puts on the war paint, and then he says goodbye to the sister. Well, it's, it's definitely
1: a mixed-gender group, because the sister is the one who dies investigating. Them. The sister dies?
0: No, that's not true. Oh, yeah. the, the a, sister. A girl, sorry, a girl. Does yes, die, a girl I'm does sorry. die. Yeah. You're yeah. correct.
2: My bad. But uh, but they they leave the little the huts. They leave the huts, the little village behind because they see the ship come. Correct. And they're going out to see what's up. Exactly. Okay.
1: It turns out that is actually a huge disaster that's going to make the entire planet unlivable. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand. We that. did not see that. <laughs> I didn't but... see that. Didn't understand it. But they were yellow. You shouldn't be yellow, and
2: that's where he meets so. his new mom and dad. Exactly, Clem and Marva. Marva, Marva. that's right. Mar, okay, Marva. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So that that's the the young storyline, and then with current day Cassian, which we're told that this takes place five years before the Battle of Yavin. Also, know. okay, five years before Cassian's doom.
3: Why
2: does Cassian look older here than he does? <laughs> older mm. and fatter.
0: He should consult uh, Hayden Christensen on the you Kenobi show <laughs> <about> <laughs> Interesting. Um, but yeah, so we have adult Cassian. He, I don't know if it starts here exactly, but the gist of it is he is looking for his sister in this timeline. So we know they got yeah. separated as yeah. children. He assumes she's still out there somewhere, and so he's looking for his sister. This entire storyline gets completely dropped, by the way, after the first three yeah, episodes. Yeah, too bad um but yeah he's like at a bar asking the bartender mm-hmm. do you know this girl who is from uh you know his home planet and, and this
2: opening scene is i i think coming off of obi-wan is pretty strong
0: because it immediately
2: looks it looks
1: awesome
3: it looks, it
0: looks good. Movie. yeah that's looks like definitely. tron legacy mm-hmm. yeah
1: he's walking through these streets and there's all these i think i remember it was like there's windows but the windows are like bubbles and you just saw all sorts of crazy things happening in there it's just it was a whole world. I don't think they ever went back there, but it was cool. Mm-hmm.
2: It was very really cool. That yeah. was Morlano 1, right? I think it was.
0: Yes. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he gets himself in trouble there. Uh, yes. He piques the interest of some, oh, some pre more security officers at the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of track him down. Why to, were they
2: mad at him? Uh,
0: I believe he was getting more attention from the that's bartender. Right. Yeah, than that's, they right, were. that's
1: right. Because they're, sh- they're schlubs. These are just two. Right. Buddy cop schlubs.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: this is—I mean, this is really the inciting incident of the show.
0: Yep. But I mean, it's the first domino.
1: Yeah, I mean, they kind of track him down try to try and try and rough him up, and things get out of hand, and one of them accidentally dies. Well, Cassian defending he- himself. Cassian headbutts him. Yeah. Well, that, that first one—I mean, that one's—that
2: one's an accident. That is. It's an accident, but manslaughter. It yeah, he was not defending himself though.
3: I think
1: he was.
2: They were they were trying they to were, him, They were they were trying to he, he they were trying to mm-hmm. rough up Cassian. Yeah. And then Cassian headbutts the guy. Yeah. So it wasn't really you mean Cassian was defending himself? Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. My yeah, bad. I thought you sure. meant the dude. No, definitely. Yeah, the yeah. first one's an accident, definitely.
1: They, but the next one, I mean, he just he guns down the security guy. And this is kind of an introduction to this character that we're going to be spending so much time with.
2: But and it was an introduction. That we had to him in Rogue One.
1: Yes, so watching Rogue One again today, the whole opening scene with him which I think Tony Gilroy did add because it seems like a reshoot, you know, never quite sure but it, seems like it is he's getting some information about this uh this defected pilot on K- the ring of Kafirn and he just this his his buddy can't can't get away in time so he decides to gun him down in the street. And Cassian's whole arc in that show is he's kind of a, a, a killer. He'll do whatever the whatever the rebellion needs and in fact the whole story in that one is will he kill Galen Erso? But here he just, he guns down this guy. And that's kind of an It's shocking. It's shocking. It's crazy. It says, it has, says everything in motion for on what what's going to be happening inside this guy. What does he think about what he did? And uh, sets him off on a course where he's on the
2: run. And the rest of this arc is him. He's trying to cover his tracks. And it, it's, that's the thing that gets the Empire, not even the Empire at this point. It's the pre more yes. Security. Security. Intrig- yeah. There, this dude, one of the other major characters who works for the security, he's a Cyril. I don't remember what his, his his title was, like a defense minister or something like that. Minister, something like that.
0: Yeah, because basically he he was kind of like second in command at his little post, and. The guy in command, when he tries to tell him about this incident, is like, yeah, just file it as an accident. We don't really want any trouble. I'm off to give my report. Don't do anything dumb.
2: Which introduces one of the major themes of the whole show, which is workplace malaise. (laughs)
3: Yes. (laughs) That
2: is a major theme. Lots of meetings. There's communication, arguing. Yeah, jobs and work and being bored at your job or being in a job you don't like is a major major theme of this whole show. Post-pandemic Star Wars, the world's different, man. <laughs> Speaking to our daily anxieties, it's tranquilizing us. I thought that was interesting. It
0: was interesting. All right, it it it's almost like it is first anti-capitalist, anti-big corporation. Mm.
3: Made by who? Made by the biggest
0: <laughs> corporation in the world. So it's, yeah, it's it's a weird tension. Weird. For sure.
1: And what's tough is this first episode, you're meeting all of his characters. And really nothing at this point, Casting has done nothing at this point that makes me go, I like him. I'm on his side. I think he's a fun character. But then you have Cyril, who just, in this kind of, everybody's just kind of hung over and glazed at his job. He actually wants to get things done, but then...
2: Because Cyril can see, something went wrong here. Yeah.
1: There's
2: two not only did something go wrong, it's not just another day at work. Two of our men who work for us, dead. They're, they they are mur- they were murdered. Mm-hmm. This was a double like dogs. murder. Mm-hmm. And no one cares. No one
1: cares. And so I go, I, for, for, for a little bit, I go, I'm kind of on his side. But then he starts yelling at people. And he's just an unlikable young man just trying to assert himself just all the time. And it's just, I don't like you either.
2: When he started being just, when he was so cruel to his employees, I instantly disliked him which was tough cuz I didn't have anybody to like in the show. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, anyway, so Cyril you've got that plot line going on. Cassian's back on Ferex, oh. trying to sort of cover his tracks and get ready to we, now he's now he's laying low. He's laying of... low. Yeah. But then okay, so then the other plot line is his girl, his girl
1: his... Someone else's girl. Tim's, <laughs> Tim's girl. Tim. Yeah. Tim? So his characters are then. <laughs> That's funny. Bix is
0: but the girl. Bix. Yeah.
2: The other plot line is Bix and Luthan and getting Cassian to Cassian wants to sell the star,
0: star path, star yeah. The Star yeah. Path. Yeah.
2: Why does he want to sell the Star Path? He wants to lay low and get off? Is that what's going on?
0: Yeah, I think he's hoping, you know, he gets enough money from that he yeah. can move away. Right. Can we, we learn
1: pretty 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 early on that Ferrex, you know, the Empire's not there yet, but there's a rebellious cell where they're trying to sell. There's a they have a, they have contact with a mysterious buyer who's trying to buy stolen imperial goods. And so and they'll pay top dollar for it. So that's just kind of Cassie's not interested in all about the cause, he's just trying to make some money. Yes. In that first episode, too, we are just we are just we meet so many people. It's like I'm visiting someone else's church for the first time. Everybody's, they're <laughs> introducing themselves to me. I'm like, who are these people? And a lot of them don't even appear until the and end of the like show. And just
2: like church, you go, go away, please. Go away.
1: <laughs> there is this guy who Cassie knows money, who had the very interest of a tram, and there's a, a large tree-like character who never appears again, was very confusing. He's like the enforcement for that guy. Well, he's just
2: a... That's just a comic. He's, yeah. That's just comic relief. There's what a I guy,
1: like. Salman and his son, and then there's another junkyard guy, and I, I just can't keep up. And then there's... You got Bix, and you got Tim, I guess who's like Ethan's friend from... Visions, just very similar simple names. It's just... Anyway, you're just, there's just so much to hold on to here. But
2: there's a little love triangle there. That's what that's they're true. doing
1: there. Yeah, that's true. Between Bix, Tim, and or... Cassie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a uh, little Little meet the family. And it's, it's
2: cutting back to the flashback story. That's right. And
0: yeah. not... Unfortunately, this is. it's just
1: not well done either. It's not like Cassie has a moment. He's kind of going...
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, there's that one time where he's in his room and, he, he, and you see his staff and it cuts to it. But there's... The, 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 the flashback story is really not paralleling the main story at all. It's kind of actually going a different direction. And it's just kind of hard to know what's being what, what, what the filmmakers are trying to do with
0: that. Yeah. And what confused me about this arc other than just being really boring, is that basically the one like key component of Cassian's background that we get from Rogue One, Is when he's talking to Jen and he's like, I've been in this fight since I was six Six years years old. old. Basically being like, Hey, you up and comer who like just came into this, like I've been in this cause for so long. And that's like the one building block you have. Mm -hmm. So when the show started with young Cassian, I was like, Great, they're gonna show us, you know, whatever. Did you say he's older than six? (laughs) I said I said He looks more twelve. Oh, the young boy, Cassian. Yeah, they they should have cast younger, I suppose. <laughs> but but the fact that that wasn't actually like him joining the rebellion, yeah, and like they, he's still not in the rebellion. Dude, you're so right
1: because when you watch the show in that in that in Rogue One, Jin's the outsider, and Cassian's one thing. I've been you know it's it's nice that you're just deciding to care now, but I've been in this fight forever. But that's not you can't tell a story like that for Andor, so you have to have him. Joining that, and then Rogue One, we were watching. He's like, "Yeah, I've been recruiting for the Rebellion for a long time now." I go, "Have you?" <laughs> what? Yeah. what? And so it's just—it's really weird. And then even in that sh- in that movie, you know, Cassian's berating her because he's saying, "You know, it's nice that you're just now understanding your story is in the Rebellion, but mine's been the story of the Rebellion for so long. So maybe this show is about him recontextualizing everything he's been through. About I should have always—I've always been the Rebellion in a certain way, but sure, it's a pretty egregious." Departure. It's right. contradiction. But yeah, yeah. From Rogue one.
2: Why is it boring? Because we, I think, all agree that this is a tough watch. The first three episodes. Well,
1: one, the big one of the biggest issues you have in these first three episodes is just a complete lack of Star Wars iconography. You've got the blaster, and then people mention the Empire occasionally. There's no stormtroopers. There's really nothing that's recognizably Star Wars. I think when, you. I think when you, do you ha-
2: start seeing the ISB. Is this? Episode four the course Really? That's mm-hmm. not the yeah. first time. Not day? at all. Okay.
1: Not at all. It's this kind of ragtag, blue, wear almost bestman cop-looking guys. Yeah. And the corpos. Uh, the corpos, and you just you got nothing. pre more the and
2: corpos the same thing. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a planet run by a corporation, and it's corporate security.
1: Yes, that I, I, I think the idea is the empire it's on the fringe of their kind of main territory, and they're going, well, we can farm out the security to these yeah. other guys." Basically, like contracted. Contracted. Okay. Right. Got it. Basically, what we yeah. did in Afghanistan
2: we weren't. Finished. You and I were not.
0: You and I were not. Finished. Um yeah, I I think to me it's like at this point the story wasn't moving forward. It was just going down. It was like, okay, it's 2 hours of setup. It, yeah, yeah, here's your characters and then we're going to spend the first three episodes just like going deeper, explaining right. who they are, who you. they know, but nothing, nothing's going forward. Right. It, it felt like I was starting a 50-hour RPG. Yeah. And it, it was just too long
1: and the the yeah. real problem being despite all that you've got all these elements moving but the whole time you know cassian he's a murdering guy yeah and you're going how does he feel about it and eventually you know boltons get out there and actually you know um tim finds out and tim leaks information to the corpos and so it just there's a whole plot line there but at no point do you see cassian kind of dealing with that and there's one scene where he tells his mom he does it and his mom i think Obviously, I think she's a little disappointed, but just there's really no co- there's no extended commentary there. Of son, you killed a guy. You know, there's really at no point is he critiqued for that or feels any guilt about it. It seems like so that's just tough to get in a character's headspace when you don't have that because that's what has how I would feel, that's yeah, how a I human know. would feel. So and this is supposed to be our good guy, by the way. This is our good guy casting
2: a- an alien.
1: It makes sense.
3: <laughs>
1: that's true. There's not a lot of aliens in this show. Maybe the humans were aliens. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. So. But then the whole time we're getting introduced to this new character as well. A shadowy buyer.
0: I like Luthan. You like Luthan? I like Luthan a lot.
1: Tell us about Luthan. He's one of the best parts of the show.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so Luthan, I I can't remember, you know, during what episodes exactly his full bit gets revealed, but he is, as you mentioned earlier, a buyer, you know. Or no, he's, yes, he's the buyer. He's trying to get these stolen Imperial units basically he has this shop it's like an antique or art shop or whatever that's like his front um, but he uses it to um, meet with you know rebel sympathizers he meets with mon mothma there and he sort of is the the financer or or kind of broker between like at least one rebel cell maybe a couple because he talks about a couple other leaders later on in the show. But we don't know any of that, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We don't know any of that yet.
1: In in this in the beginning here, he's going by the star path, but he goes he seems to not even care about it. He wants Cassian to help. Yep. I'm not a million percent sure why Cassian attracted his interest, honestly.
0: Yeah, I and he that. It's he, he also like knows a lot about Cassian already, mm-hmm. which Cassian is confused by and yeah. wants to know how he knows.
1: It's the first time in the show where Cassian is kind of ruffian thug is kind of like hey try and be something bigger he says wouldn't you rather give it all at once for something real and Cassian at first is not like that but they're being attacked by the is kind of have caught up to him and they the they have to escape an ambush and they have to get to his ship and that's where the S word is uttered they, they have a pretty remarkable escape from Ferex and uh, Cyril is completely humiliated
2: by Andor and Luthan yeah <laughs> completely loses his job <laughs> Luthen is the Obi Wan Kenobi. This is a, in a, a retelling of A New Hope where the father says, the father character says, Come with me, there's a better life for you. And it's all the hero has to do is accept it.
1: Come with me, there's a better life for you. But this time it's not Luke Skywalker, it's like Han Solo. And this time it's not Obi Wan Kenobi, it's this pretty morally great character for a lot of the show. And then just to jump ahead just a little bit, be like Obi Wan Kenobi decided to, he wanted to kill Luke Skywalker for half the show. Just weird. It's like mm-hmm. it's like Tony. He knows me and Tony are close. We're first name basis. It's like it's like he he knows Star Wars and just goes. I read this a lot in his interviews. He just kind of went. How do I keep something interesting? And to him, it was always flipping on his head. And so it's like he saw Star Wars and he went. I know all these things are what Star Wars is. I'm going to kind of invert them and test them and flip them over in some way. So it's weird.
2: It is an it's an inversion of Obi Wan Kenobi. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the master calling the boy to come on the adventure, The call adventure that's what mm-hmm. it is yeah.
0: Yeah. well, one one key story moment here at the end of this arc, in addition to Cassian leaving with Luthan uh, we have you know, the death of Tim uh, at the hand of of premore security,
2: and Tim sells Cassian out,
0: he does, he does
1: and mainly that's out of jealousy and we see that in a scene before that I think you can tell Bix and him are close. He misreads their closeness because they're both rebels as a romantic thing.
2: Cassie's not even a rebel yet. Yeah. But he's involved with this thing, trying to sell mm-hmm. the Star Path.
1: Yeah.
2: I like that thing, by the way. It looked like a graphics, like gra- a graphics card. Yeah, it looked cool. Yeah, look cool. <laughs> Sadly, it was left behind and coolly
1: destroyed. But
2: it was nice. Well, that's a cool moment where Luthen says, I don't even care about the Star Path. I'm a fisher of men. He's, i come for you. Luthen had heard the story of Cassian stealing the Starth Path and he went the I man who stole it and there's a cool line where he asked Cassian how he did it and he just says if you act like you're supposed to be there they will never notice because they are too they are way too prideful they don't care they think their whole little world is perfect Yep, you can blend right in and Luthen says yep this is my guy. This is my guy. guess
1: by the way, has been doing this entire time. Yeah. In
2: Coruscant, so. That's a cool moment. That scene with them in the brick room is cool. Yeah. And just, we mentioned it briefly, but the show looks so good because of the sets. They built all these big sets and stuff, rooms like that, the big brick room and Sagarera's cave Letter later, his cave later on and they built a the whole town Fairix there's at least the one whole road whole town yeah. yeah and Mon Mothma's apartment all this stuff they had all these really good the big imperial board, the ISB boardroom show had great sets that was kind of I thought that was pretty smart they said clearly Tony Let, Gilroy I think being a filmmaker working in the film industry said we can't do the volume I won't do the volume it doesn't work let's build sets that we'll reuse yeah and it, it will become something of a workplace drama, but the sets will be good. Yeah. It'll look good. It
1: means less locations, but you can just dig way more into those places. Than you I think it was play. smart. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it looks great. It looks great. Way better than mm-hmm. the other stuff. The first arc
1: pretty boring. Yes. Next arc very boring. Next arc next arc.
2: Well, I, f- closing thoughts on the first arc. Mm. Introducing all those characters, all the setup. I remember thinking another character. More characters? Why? And all I wanted to know was, I just wanted to know, what does Cassian want? Why did he kill those guards? Has he ever killed before? And something about that, where I just wanted to be on the same page as the protagonist, and yet they're doing the flashback thing, where they're not telling me who this character is because they're revealing it slowly in flashbacks. Mm. That was just very frustrating. Because I... Could not. I didn't know what was going through that character's head, and of course, chopping it up into three episodes, it was like I, you'd you'd get really close to some kind of revelatory moment, and the show would end. Yeah. And then, or the scene, TV is just. I really, really don't like TV. That's another reason I didn't want to watch it because I just. <laughs> I'm just. I. I'm not a good person. I mean. Yeah, we know that.
3: <laughs> I'm not, yeah,
2: I'm a center, but uh, at a certain point. My perspective should just be known is that I don't like Disney Star Wars and I don't like television. I'm not going to like any of this stuff. I'm just not because I like movies. I like things that are finished and I like these finished products where it tells a complete story. And TV is just not that anymore. I wish it were, but it's just not. And it's very popular. It's very successful. Okay, I've accepted that. But basically what I'm talking about is you'll have a scene with Cassian and Bix. And maybe they're talking about their past. Or I can't point to any one scene, but just an example: they're talking, and it's this, they're talking about Luther the buyer. Okay, interesting. I'm getting interested. What Music is this? Swells. Swells. And then it cuts away to Cyril. And I'm just yeah, I was interested cereal. in the scene. I, I, w- I wanted to see what was going on there, and it cut away. But you have to do that when you have a million characters, and you got to get people interested. Watch a whole season, a whole five seasons of television. Anyway, so. Usually they cut
1: back not too long after it is the scene. Right, yeah, (laughs) right.
2: But anyway, so it was just very frustrating for me. I think the next arc, one of the reasons I liked it way more was it got very focused. Yeah. Especially episodes, especially episode six. But five and six, it really started to get focused on just these characters. Preparing. Mm -hmm. Aldani. 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 Mm -hmm. So that worked way better. But anyway, and the whole time I just want to know, what does he feel about killing those two men? Because Star Wars is a moral story. The Force, light and dark. What's going on with this guy? And the Rebellion's a force for good. I believe that. I know that. Mm-hmm. I've seen Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I think the Force is on the rebellion side. So I just want to know, what is this man feeling after he murdered these two people? What's going on in his head? And what, and I just never got that scene. And that was, that was just very hard. And it made... When I, when I said that the first episode was unwatchable, it was really just that: is I wanted, to, I just needed a scene where Cassian expresses some remorse or guilt, or at least some kind of emotion over anything about murdering two men. Yeah, and it never happened. So that gonna, was that was very tough. It's gonna get
1: even worse because in this kind of telling, you know, when the Empire is your only force of law and order, there's really no place for that kind of middle ground where it's like maybe you deserve to be punished maybe you deserve to go to prison for a while for what you did instead it's always going to be a tyrannical oppression when yeah. the empire's involved there's no such thing as law and order maybe, that, maybe that's a subtle comment hey, it's not the, the Shawshank show. Redemption exactly no but,
2: but we'll save that for the yeah. present episode yeah
1: yeah so we'll get there but anywho final thoughts on that or are we good next arc
0: I think,
1: we're good. I think awesome. we're good next arc's really cool it's really good at Coruscant and it's, it's awesome, there's this great shot of Coruscant, and I'm like, where am I? I don't know where I am, and it says Coruscant, capital of the galaxy. I love that. How did you not know where you were? I had no idea, I just went, what what could all these ships be going? I don't understand, just looks a bunch of skyscrapers, i never seen that before. Are you trolling? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know oh, you yeah. disliked that great way. Oh, <laughs> I do, I remember, third. This lower I third. remember this now. I remember this now.
2: Yeah, something about Coruscant having a lower third I thought was just laughable. So, how could you it, not it, know? It, it, it would be like Tatooine getting a lower third. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: we That's get true, it, we've got been it. there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but like Tony <laughs> Ger- Tony Gervais said it's for people who, who don't like Star Wars or at least the uninitiated
1: the show kind of explodes here because all of a sudden you've been mainly on Ferrex, but now you're on Phyrex you're on Coruscant and you're on Aldani and so just, just it's just so much more happening and so those cutting away moments at least they feel somewhat good because you just there's a lot more happening which is nice
0: yeah I, I have two opinions here I'd like to share Please. which will develop as we get through the rest of the show on one hand I am just personally excited by the political drama elements of Star Wars. You know, Mm -hmm. I I enjoy watching. Being a prequel fan. Exactly. Being a prequel fan, you know, I I love watching like those deleted scenes from Revenge of the Sith where we've got our different senators (laughs) sort of laying the groundworks for. You know, some kind of rebellion. And when we saw trailers for the show, and I saw Mon Mothma, That's right. and I saw the Senate chamber, I was like, oh boy, oh boy, yeah. what it, could this be? It was definitely
1: always my intention to watch YouTube clips of that, if yeah. not watch those episodes, yeah.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, that is part of the show that pulls me in. Mm-hmm. I, I like the Luthan and Mon Mothma stuff that is interesting Intrigued. to me. Yeah. On the other hand, in practice, I did not really enjoy Mon Mothma in this okay. show. That may be an unpopular opinion. No, please brush it out. Say more. So she's got this whole thing going, right? Just
2: so you know, you're criticizing a strong female protagonist, leader, character. (laughs) That's unfortunate (laughs) on my part. This may come back to haunt you.
0: Um that be from any, having any place of higher employment. Scrub this part of the episode. <laughs> if, if we hit a certain view count, uh, the segment uh, is automatically dropped. So no, uh, you've
2: chosen a side, my friend. So
0: So here here's the thing. I want to throw this question out. What what did you guys envision was the function of the Imperial Senate? between episodes three and four because in episode four we get the scene where the senate is permanently dissolved and that the governors will have direct control over their territories Mm -hmm. because fear will keep keep the outlying systems in line line. (laughs) right Um, Right. so the senate still existed between three and four Lay's a senator actually yes lay a senator so even though we have the empire it's a dictatorship the senate still exists so what what purpose do you think the Senate served or did you think the Senate served before that was filled in for uh, you? I think
2: it was I, I've thought about it before. I think it was much the same purpose. you know I think I think Palpatine doesn't want to run the individual star sh- star systems mm-hmm. no, no one wants that. Uh, it was probably a lot more corrupt even than what it was. Yeah. Um, it was probably a lot more nepotism. You know, I don't... It's an interesting question. Did democracy exist anywhere in the galaxy in the Empire? Are senators still elected anywhere? We don't know. We don't know that. But... I'll run. I think I would say that maybe. I mean, we don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Maybe Bale... That's... Wow, that's a great story. Again, the young Leia story (laughs) is like... Of course, young Leia would have the heart of righteousness and see everything that's wrong. But she says, I have to play this game. And Bale says, we're going to have to play this game. I'm going to you. you're getting the senator position. You're not going to be elected. Gotcha. Well,
1: oh, I'm thinking of Naboo. Naboo, they elected the queen. I think they the senator. Yeah. When? In episode two. Yes, yeah, during, I, during
2: the Republic. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. I see. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. But now I'm thinking of this other whole thing where, yeah, young Leia wants to get elected and Bale's just going, no, it's not going to happen. I'm, I'm going to throw my weight around. You're going to be the senator because mm. there's a greater fight. Oh, interesting. Mm. That's a whole other thing. Right. But to answer your question, I think it functioned in a lot of the same way, but was probably more corrupt. Okay. And way less effective, I imagine. Sure. Yeah. Real decisions are not being made in that Perhaps Perhaps uh, just a relic
1: of the bygone era.
0: hmm Reagan, do you have more to add? Maybe that is
1: just not probably not effective. Okay. Palpatine's not presiding over them like he used to, that's for sure.
0: Right. So I I agree with that and and I think the main thing that I'm getting to is it, like you said it was ba- I basically just saw it as a mechanism that Palpatine used to maintain control without mm-hmm. having to personally mm-hmm. micromanage the entire galaxy. Cuz
2: he's got but he's got things to do. He's
0: got things to do. But <laughs> so from my perspective I'm thinking, you know, if you have any senators who are free thinkers, free free speakers they're out. They're good. Palpatine's replacing you with a puppet right. who can right. somewhat effectively govern that area, but everybody's on the same page, right? So to me, Mon Mothma says at least once or twice throughout this show, like, oh, you know, as as long as they think that I'm just being, like, frustrating in the Senate, yes. they'll, they'll miss uh, what I'm really that doing. That confused me, They'll too. miss the rebellion. And I'm is it like,
2: the better smokescreen yeah. to make it look like you love the empire
0: exactly that was true like the things that she's saying even if she wasn't like a hardcore rebellion behind the scene i'm like you would be gone just just <laughs> just because you're <laughs> disagreeing i just don't with like answer. her kill her right so i didn't like that very mm. much that like she she literally was like openly publicly saying as a senator like there's too much executive too much power, power. Mm-hmm. you'd be dead. That's a good point. Pl- it's almost dead.
2: like that's more of a conversation that happens in the prequels, yeah, rather than during the Empire.
0: Exactly. The only thing I think it
1: was that the ISP is keeping her around just to as like a to attract other sympathizers. Maybe. And
2: they are suspicious of her, mm-hmm. to, right? They're bugging her, their
1: driver, yeah.
0: Um it's getting dangerous to move funds. It that, used to be easy
2: <laughs> that confused me as well though I, I get maybe in her mind, she's more of a ineffective liberal who's just you know she gets up there, she just has her charities, and they're just going whatever yeah. just look, just vote the way we want you to vote. You can have your charities. just shut up lady i don't but in I don't reality
1: know. she's yeah revolutionary, by right. the scenes. yeah. I I agree, because I was definitely really looking forward to seeing her. I remember at first I went, my mom is married. What? She's got kids? I can't wait to
2: see that. Married to a Jedi. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I mean, he kind of looked like one. Master parent. I'm just kidding. Master parent. He's a good dad. Dude, that'd be amazing, where he's this ineffective loser gambling husband. He wasn't actually gambling, but he's this loser husband, you know, not assertive at all. And then he's just the final scene. He says, Mon. It's time for you to, to take a stand. He turns his lights <laughs> <laughs>
3: It He's so cool.
2: But
1: it's like I it sounds cool. You're you're fleshing out this character that to me has always just been slightly inhuman, but always a source of good.
2: I mean, in the original trilogy, she's basically nothing. Her yeah. her performance, Penny Bothins
1: die. It's just who is this otherworldly character? This this queen of the but stars. But in that
2: classic Star Wars way, the less said, the better. Yes, and then your imagination just starts running.
1: We watch Rebels, and that show. I mean, she's just a paragon of goodness. She's a. She, at one point, she beams out a message, and she says, "You know, she's like just an outright call for rebellion." Now that might still happen later, but for me, I go, Ma Mothma, she's the goat." How she's does Andor
2: fit in with the Rebels timeline?
1: Well, it, Rebels is gonna be much sooner. Okay. To episode four, I believe.
0: Rebels, yeah, it, much closer. it, it would be between these points. So when when we start Rebels. Ezra is 15 years old, which means we are four years before the ba- battle. of Oh, God. so, I mean, they're... About Andor a and but rebels then it's going to actually... keep...
2: He, then he gets older. He gets older. Yeah, obviously. yeah. But, an, I mean, Andor rebels are pretty close. And we're, we're talking about a year apart.
1: At yeah, this point. a
0: year apart from the beginning of each show.
2: And
1: in a show where everything's gray, I'm like, on course, I'm finally... And you, you got Luthan. I like Luthan, but finally, I got one character who's just good. But then, you know, as the show develops, you know, she's just compromised. You know, her family hates her. Everybody hates her. Her daughter hates her for some reason. I'm like, what is happening? And she hates
2: her daughter. And she hates her- For being a conservative.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and then you get this whole Chandrillion society thing where I go, okay, interesting. No, the old way. I, what makes you think I approve of the old ways? That and scene then, was.
2: That scene befuddled me. And then, and then, and then her, her
1: child's having a Bible study one night. And like, a Bible study, and my mom was like, "It's the only thing she'll get
2: up for." I just, oh, I hate it. And I'm like, "What?" It is just. That scene was
3: so what's the weird. Commentary I went, here? Wait,
2: wait, wait, wait. What's the commentary? Wait, you hate the empire, but you hate the old ways. So you hate the Republic? What do you like, hate?
1: What do you... Well, Chandra, I think their idea, that the customs of Chandra are, I guess, old-fashioned, patriarchal. But because... that's the Republic. Who knows? Yeah. I Each guess. planet As comes you... with yeah. I didn't get that. I didn't get it. The that's whole thing a... of, you know, she got married when she was, what, 14? Yeah. 15? Mm-hmm. And just, there's no love in this marriage at all. It was just, every scene with her was a tragedy. It was hard. And just, I was just looking for anybody just to be excited about spending time with. And like you said, there was just a, a lot with her. I just went,
2: I don't know. I just... The marriage was just. This this is indicative of a lot of the show, especially yeah. the ISB. But no one can ever be straight with anybody. Mm-hmm. You're all you always have this facade. I up,
3: guess Cassian always.
2: And, on Ferrex,
1: there's a little bit of truth, thankfully.
2: Right, but, but not much. But we're off Ferrex yeah. at this point because yeah. Cassian is on, on Aldani. He's lying there. He's got a facade. Mm-hmm. Mon has got a facade, even at home with her husband, of course. Luthan, it has the most extreme one, where he becomes he puts on a wig and he becomes. He's gonna dance. That, that's yeah. some good acting. Yeah. yeah, the show's got great acting. It really does. Yeah, but at, in and uh, the ISB character Dedra, everything there is just everything there is about performance and putting on a face and I, I started to really feel the weight of. Can I just get a a human emotion in the show, please? Yeah, it really starts to weigh down
0: it It was overly dramatic, I think um yeah, just some sometimes when there's that much like trickery and and deceit going on, I go like, is this actually like are you actually writing this? Interesting espionage story, or like, do you actually not know what's going (laughs) on? either? definitely. You're just confusing yourself. I agree with that. And no one's likable, no
1: one in any way is 100% good. And you just, and that's really the thesis of the show. And we'll keep returning to that is just there is a cynicism in this show that Star Wars has never had. If one of the
2: plot lines had that Mm subterfuge, I think one should have that in the early days of the rebellion. Obviously, that makes sense for a plot line or two but when it's everyone, I just started to go oh I don't feel good watching this
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> And that, that's kind of the overarching thing for kids for me where when I think about it, and I've read some of the stuff when George Lucas is writing A New Hope you know it's the Vietnam War and he's looking at all his edgy filmmaker buddies making Vietnam War films all this kind of just crazy depressing stuff and he goes there's just nothing for kids there's nothing there's nothing straight out there nothing just uh, there's no fairy tales for kids I'm gonna make that and then I, I watch this and I go we just, we've just come so far away from that system mm-hmm. where yes in the prequels there's gray but the gray comes from we know there's good we know there's evil but then there's just evil it's more about ha- cl- clouding it's us more about what do we do what do we do and it's the just, good guys are
2: good there's a tragedy
1: the whole time you know is we're going the right. ship is going down right and the original films you know good and evil is very clear that the unclarity is it's actually inside you and so there's there's always gray but it's just always artfully done where in this show it's just no one can ever just be good and it's just tough
2: I guess we'll get into it more, but there are just things that the rebellion people do where I just go. You're not even a good guy anymore. You're not. You're. You are no different than the Empire. Mm. You really aren't. And maybe that was your show's thesis, but as a Star Wars fan, I just look at that and I think you just didn't get it. You just. The rebellion is good. Yeah, it could be compromised. Yeah, okay, it's interesting when Cassian Andor is going to shoot Galen Erso in the head, but there's something in his heart that won't let him do it. Oh, great. The Force is real.
1: And at least in that show, there's a whole kind of cathartic moment where Cassian and they go on a suicide mission and, and Cassian says, we've all done terrible things in the name of rebellion. You know, we've been spies, we've been assassins, we've been all this stuff we've, we've stolen, but we all did it because we believe in something and we're gonna put it all on the line That's right now. That's a
2: big thing with this show. It's, it's a good point. I, know, I think I kept asking the whole time was just, hey, what's the rebellion? What, what is that? What do these people believe? Because it- We've taken a vow. The show, yeah, you, you had a good point. You said, can we see that scene where you take the vow?" Yeah. But uh, just to finish that point, because uh, watching this show, I think you understand Empire's bad. The Empire's bad. They're obviously oppressive, and they torture people, and there's just all this control. I understand why that's bad, but they hold up the Rebellion, as, and the Rebellion in this show is really just anti-Empire. And the Rebellion's looking at the Empire going, we know that's bad. We're going to overthrow that. That's, but as a Star Wars fan, I'm thinking, so what does the Rebellion actually stand for? I know that they stand for... The Force has chosen the Rebellion. They stand for good and the light and the, the, the remnant of the Jedi. Uh, well,
1: <laughs> it's almost more explicit than that. In the original trilogy and the prequels, you know, the Rebellion and Empire, those are interesting ideas, but they're really puppets between the Jedi and the Sith. White side and the dark side. And the the story of the rebellion and the empire is interesting, but that's not really the story. It's the uh, versus the dark side, and that, those are kind of the way it manifests itself.
2: And not, yeah, but not but not in Andor.
1: That's, that's what I'm saying. Okay, that's that's why it's so different. And in the in the prequels, democracy's interesting, but the real story is between the, this battle, this cosmic battle between the Jedi and the Sith. So when you don't have that, and you just have this with no really acknowledgement of the spiritual world, even Rogue One does.
3: Rogue One does. Tough, tough Rogue
1: One actually
2: behind. does a good job of it. It actually does. Yeah. There was no scene where any of the rebels said, "We believe in this." The Republic was mm-hmm. good. The Jedi were wrongfully terminated. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. there was nothing like that. I, I, I yeah. think the choice to remove any mention of the Jedi or the Force, it just it it the, bore the, it bore fruit that they didn't re, they didn't realize it would bear. I think
1: is it even Star Wars so. anymore? It's tough. What do you think, yeah. right?
0: Well. I agree that there are things I wish they had shown that they hinted at mm-hmm. that could have helped with that. For example, you have this guy whose name escapes me because there's too many characters. <laughs> but the 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 young man in the arc we're about to talk about on the in the oh. Aldani heist who wrote this Manist. rebellion manifesto. Mamek, I think is yeah. his name. Okay, that sounds good to me. Um, <laughs> it's something like that. I was like, I'd I'd like to read that. I'd I'd like to see what's in there. What do, would... What do you think about the rebellion?
2: He was interesting. He he was. Yeah, we should talk about the heist and that whole storyline. He was at least honest, and he was not. He didn't have a a facade or a persona. Yeah, yeah. They called naive, I think,
1: or the idealist.
0: Yeah, he was the idealist, and that was almost played as like, "Oh, check out this guy. He believes things." Ha ha ha. The but, language
1: he used, though, I yeah. mean, it just sounded like a college student. <laughs> Because, I mean, the way he's talking about it is like, you know, oppression is everywhere. You know, we're so oppressed, we don't even understand the nature of our oppression. Brother. Comrade. <laughs> <And I> just, <laughs> it's just, again, it's, there, there's not this appeal to, we have an inner light within us. The force binds us. We must, you know, anyways. Yeah. It's, the oppressors must be held to I it, it, I don't know. It's just, it was just weird language. And it made me go, if that's the highest thing the show believes in.
2: Well, what turned tough. me off the most about him was he had the vengeful angryness that, a revolutionary has and i don't think the rebellion well first of all i think that's immature and unhealthy and it's something that the jedi didn't have and the jedi if you like star wars the jedi are these like paragons the jedi need to come back the jedi do come back so anyway he's he's definitely closer but that was the that was a problem i had with him sure. it was more of an immature angry and the anger bothered
0: me yeah that's fair
2: he was he weren't no Qui-Gon Jinn
3: <laughs> <was> for sure <laughs> <laughs> N-
0: none of us are and that's a shame
3: every day right, um, I like him.
0: well so we we, we kind of focused on I suppose like the subplot of episodes four through yeah. six yeah. first by talking about Coruscant and Mon Mothma and Luthan that's all that's mm-hmm. all definitely going on and, and maybe we were more interested in that but the the titular character in these three episodes. Yeah,
2: um, He's been hired yes. by Luthan to secretly go in and be a part of this heist, which is to steal an entire Imperial payroll. Yeah, mm-hmm. Which is cool.
0: Yes. He is the only mercenary of the group. The rest of the group is not being paid. They do not take kindly to his inclusion.
1: That, again, that's kind of, guess, the workplace drama you mentioned earlier, Seth, where it's just kind of like, the show still needs conflict, so we're going to make them... But the, all the characters there are not idealists, you know? The guy who Andor pals around with a bunch who, who gets mad at him... He's, Skeen. Skeen, he's not an idealist. I don't... I'm really sure why he's there. Well, he, later,
2: you find that out later. Yeah. But at
1: first, you know, it's I played, guess it's a performance, looking it, back yeah, at it. Yeah, And then he actually says, each person has their own rebellion. <laughs> Something like that. It's just... Each character there is not a, a revolutionary idealist, either. And so... Them just being mad that they had to get help. I just, this cast seemed a little contrived, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. L- Luthen gets him on the planet, and he has to embed with these shepherds for a little while.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and the leader of this group, Vel. So, she she's leading the group. She's the only one who gets to have contact with Luthen. Mm-hmm. The rest of the group doesn't even know that Luthen yeah. exists, and so. Even though Vel's not really on board with Cassian either, she has to kind of present it as her idea. Like, hey, I brought this guy on. It's not mm-hmm. that it was forced on me by my boss. I want Cassian to be here. Mm-hmm.
2: That's the way it's gonna be. Yeah, you better like it.
1: We just have because she's not a very good leader, and that just undermines her completely. Because there's just so many parts in that in that, the, those scenes where she just tries to be assertive and everybody just goes. Well, to the show's
2: cr- to the show's credit, they they were aware of that. Yeah. That's written, it is written that way. And mm-hmm. she's lying. She's having to lie for Luthen. Well, and, and she's kind of unsure of herself as well mm-hmm. in a couple of ways. Cause she tries to assert her authority and, but she's also kind of really Sinta, her lover girlfriend is, you kind of see it later as well on Ferex, but Vel looks up to Sinta. So Vel is, you know, like a leader is looking up to someone else. and mm-hmm. But then, you know, there are moments where Cassian has to step up and she says you know what you're the authority here i'm gonna i will submit myself to this Mm -hmm. i will lower myself so to the show's credit they did write in i think they were aware that she was struggling as a leader Mm
0: -hmm. yeah because Luthen even says when they have their little powwow with the three of them he's like either you take cassian or i'm pulling the plug on this whole mission because i i don't trust that y'all can do it Mm -hmm. without him so that was interesting um, but yeah, they, they basically spend a couple episodes getting Cassian up to speed, training him on the mission. They set up a little model of the, yeah, of the base. That was cool. That was cool. The water
1: gets in the glue in this piece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, I like that. Yep. They
0: practice marching like soldiers to, to blend in with the crowd. Don't uh, touch me. And you also find out that they have like this end man, too. Uh, let's see. His name is Gorn. Gorn. Gorn.
2: <laughs> that was cool.
0: Yeah. And this I entire time,
1: by the way, he's also using his, his dad's name, Clem. Yes. It's interesting. Right. Never really acknowledged, but it is cool. Yeah. Wish they had done something with that, but they didn't.
2: I would have loved more time with him. I mm. love that scene with him where he's, he was showing, he was teaching him something.
1: Yeah. And it just culminates in this really good heist scene. So this, you know, just, if you, if you all have seen it, I'm guessing people listening to this podcast maybe have seen it. There's this religious ritual that happens every three years where, I guess... Some meter, it's a meteor shower, but it just, it creates this massive air cover. And so that's kind of their cover for escaping mm-hmm. when they get all their money. The so Empire
2: I, also destroys all culture. But does. this is the last remnant of is their it, society. This is
1: the last time they'll be able to celebrate. We, we've been promoting an Imperial watch party down in the, the main town.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're sipping their coffee in unison anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was, yeah, that was neat. I think that was kind of cool because it was this. Situation where the stars had to align. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember feeling, or thinking, this is a show, this is the show's glimpse of the force, where it, the eye has to come, and everything has to go right, and the <clears throat> scales are going to tip for the rebels. Yeah. Because of this spiritual, religious event mm-hmm. that only happens once every, whatever, 10 years, and no one can control it, And, of course, the Empire is going to lose on this night. I like that. I I thought all that was really cool. Mm -hmm. I don't think the character... It would have been nice if the characters had maybe talked about that.
1: What you really needed was you needed to have just one local person on the team. Yeah. Some really a shaman or something. That would have been cool. And they can kind of infiltrate the team. I don't know. They get to do a lot of cool stuff with that. I believe her. That's a good idea. Um, This this part's really interesting because... He tells
2: casting about the Force. Have you heard of the Force?
1: Wow. Mm. That'd be cool. The, 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 I don't think the showrunner believes in the Force, so not in there. I know. But, um, interesting, so you, you meet the garrison's commander, and you meet his family, and weirdly enough, it's actually, not tender, tender's not the right word, but it feels somewhat real. You've got this guy, and his kid, and his wife, and they, you know, they're, they're kind of they're, they're teasing each other because he's too fat to get into his belt, and, <laughs> you know, he's, he's mean to his kid, but in a way that a dad, you know, might do it sometimes, and the mom kind of it, it, it seemed like a real-ish family. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. definitely. A family that will be treated very well. You sympathize for the Empire. Yeah, you're going to be treated very well in the next couple Because most days.
2: of the Imperial characters are not likable.
1: Well, maybe we could take a side tangent and talk about Deidre. I don't think we ever talked about Deidre. Dedra. We, we haven't gotten there this. yet, no. Anyway, we can pause and come back to She's that. She's going on right yeah. now. Yeah,
2: okay. Do you want to talk about her now?
1: Well, what would you think of her? I mean, this is it's kind of a whole new character for us in Star Wars.
0: Yeah, I mean, she... I don't really know what her ultimate goal is other than just kind of climbing the corporate ladder. But she she does kind of have, like, that genuine nature to her as well, kind of like, uh, what's his face? Genuinely evil nature. Carn Serial Man. Cyril. What's his name? Serial? Yeah. Yeah, so they their paths are a little bit paralleled, where, like, bo- both of them see this thing that's actually wrong and are, like, genuinely mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. to pursue
3: it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's confusing, because I'm going, are they brainwashed? Because
0: if Cyril... I feel like if Cyril
1: saw... Well, Cyril did see them just shooting people at Ferrex, but if Cyril saw, I don't know, Palpatine's face, he might go, oh, Jesus, all right. <laughs> Time to realign. But, but Deidre, I mean, there's just, Deidre, she was just there's just so many times where she's like, yes, stage the body, kill them, and just... She's evil. She's just she's I, just pure evil. I don't in a way. like. I, I don't, don't know like if her. Cyril is. And what's interesting with her is, kind of for a while, you're kind of just for the show's writing, you're kind of forced to be on her side because she's kind of fighting this two things. She's fighting this guy who won't help her out, who won't get, won't get the information she needs. But there's kind of this weird subplot where the main guy is like, "Yeah, we don't really have many officers like you, and you're kind of meant to be quiet. But I think you're meant for greatness." And it's like, well, he becomes a father. Talking about women, women in the empire, which is just. Again, this kind of real thing in Star Wars, I didn't I don't know how how well that fit. Didn't fit at all, honestly. But anyway, it just, it just confused me. It was just yeah, what being you, a
2: fan of it never made sense for to Disney's big corporation, they they want to push diversity, but it was it, in the original trilogy, the Empire's men, no aliens, only men, and you just I feel like you saw that and you got it. You saw that the empire was not diverse and the rebels were very diverse. They got a girl they got a walking carpet, <laughs> they got aliens, mm-hmm. they're happier, they're not mean, they're not British. <laughs> the storytelling was just a lot, you know, it was just a lot, clear. clearer, a lot clearer there. Yeah. But
0: you, you have to be very special in the Empire to break that yeah. rank. I guess. Thrawn. You get Thrawn, mm-hmm. who's an alien, but that's because he's like smarter than it's everyone true. else. Do you think
2: that's what's happening with Dedra?
0: Perhaps I mean she's yeah. she's the only one really trying to to crack this thing. So. Yeah, kind of like Cyril. Um,
2: and
1: then again, just by proximity to her, the, the story just keeps pushing you along with her. And you go, I guess I should like her, but then it's like I don't like her. But I'm spending a lot of the time with her, and I'm seeing her in conf, you know confrontational situations with her coworkers, where I have to choose her. I'm with, I'm with her. It's just weird.
2: If she were this meek girl, I don't. Yeah, the character.
1: I, the question <laughs> is, are they going to ever redeem? any of these characters. And they're not. They're not gonna redeem. They probably won't redeem Cyril. You, you don't know that. Maybe Cyril. You don't you I guess you don't know that. Vengeance is the Lords, yes. Maybe he'll work on their hearts, but I don't know. I don't know what the end goal is with these characters. Mm. I'd be surprised if they change sides, personally.
2: Yeah. I think they'll probably work up to it. But she's very unlikable. Maybe and is. she seems to be a social climber like the rest of her peers. Um, who at least
1: cares a little bit
2: she sees that something's wrong the way Cyril, that's the big problem with both those characters is they see that something's wrong. They are being pulled by something, the truth in a way that their coworkers are not, but they're just still so stuck in that world that at the end of the day, it is about social advancement. Uh, With Dedra, with her, it's not about the truth of finding the star path and all that. It's, She wants approval from the man with the ridiculous name. His name's Pendergatz or something like that. (laughs) I actually kind of ended up liking him. He was just interesting fatherly manager. But you can just see it in her face when he speaks highly of her. She just, you can tell she just loves it so much. And I just think it's not really about the truth. It's about you. It's still about this social advancement. Yeah, but I, may, maybe in the long run, the force is drawing those two people.
0: Perhaps I'd be
1: I'd be amazed I, with with the worldview of the filmmaker. I'd be amazed, but we'll see, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I I was surprised because they do meet on a pretty regular basis. Like Cyril is pretty obsessed with trying <laughs> trying to talk to Dedra and see what's going on. That was an insane scene. It, if Dedra really was, as you say, like that interested in finding the truth, she would have been much more interested in what Cyril had to That's say. It was like, she was. Yeah, it's almost
1: like mm-hmm. Cyril would be like this, finally find someone else.
0: Exactly. But instead she goes, yeah. hey, yeah. you're someone who's lesser than me and I right. don't care that you have information. Right. Every, I'm not going to stoop right.
1: to you. Every conversation that. they have starts with uh, awkward silence and he just goes, Cyril. And she goes, she goes, I knew that.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Did not think about him at all, obviously. There's, there's, this,
2: a, <laughs> there's a shocking lack of just humanity in the show. Yeah. And that... That was very tough for me. Because it's... You're basically writing villains. People like Dedra and uh, Cyril. They are... they he qualifies well, as a villain. They're on the wrong side of the en- engagement, I guess. <laughs> the engagement. <laughs> and even Mon Mothman, you know, they're just... They're written so unlikably. And I just... I start to feel... I cannot spend this much time with these people. Yeah. If I... If... A new, if, if the Star Wars trilogy, original trilogy, as well as the prequels, if every scene were in pa- war with Palpatine and not with Obi Wan and Anakin, and not with Luke Skywalker, <laughs> you would go. I got, I gotta go do something else. Yeah, I gotta go outside. Yeah, I'm feeling feel dark. bad watching.
0: No, you're right. <laughs> I want a power.
2: <laughs> but I, I like the idea of those two coming together. Maybe, maybe they'll work on it. We're getting way off track, yeah. but. While the heist is going on, Dedra's off doing her thing. Her storyline's really good I, set I up. think
1: just just to push back a little bit, I think the filmmaker is very interested in fascism, tyranny, showing how people become cogs, people stop being people. I I'd be very surprised if he has any interest in the redemption of these characters at all. So I'd be amazed if that happens. Unfortunately,
2: it had, Hey, all I'm saying is none of us know anything. The show hasn't happened yet. What? That's all I'm saying. Good stuff. Yeah. we could take bets if you want. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: that's one of one of the better storylines in Star Wars Rebels involves a, an Imperial officer that ends up defecting to the rebellion. That's really cool. Palace. Pro- yeah. yeah, yeah, probably my favorite episode this in sure that whole series. So, oh man, that show sure
1: just soars now in yeah. comparison to this show. It's just it's awesome. It's great. And it starts. It has the same format where you've got the, the local rebellion, Ferrix versus Lothal, and then they, they they're always leading, but it always ends with. Back home, and what, what Rebels does so right is it's about a family. You've got a cast of characters. It, it's mm-hmm. just a family of people who did some bad things, who, who are running from different things, but they they come together to help people because they believe in the rebellion. So it's a it's a it's a worthy and noble cause for them. Yeah, it's just it's a great show, and there's Jedi as well, so that's great.
0: Yeah. Um, do done. y'all want to yeah. wrap up the heist component of this? Well, arc? let's talk
2: about what's good about it. Yeah, because I to me this was the height of the show was. Mm. Uh, I liked it more than The Prison. The Prison, Interesting. we'll get to it, but The Prison always had a bit of silliness to it for me. <laughs> and The Heist, just... All the moving parts of it. I loved the... Uh, the uh, the mole that they had working him in. Getting into the, the background of the eye and all that. I just, I thought all that was so cool. And it was very Star Warsy. I loved getting to see The Imperial Payroll... Just yeah. these stacks, stacks of, of money. Yeah, Gold it was cylinders. like going to the bank and you see yeah. the rolls of pennies. But that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I loved all that. It was great. And it was just, I mean, as an action sequence, it was very well done. Mm-hmm. And it just kept me... Kept... Yeah, yeah, it was tense. Yeah, was tense. They're
1: always cutting back to the uh, the tribal dance.
2: I could have done without that. There's a, there's a <laughs> lot of
1: cuts. <laughs> and they're, they're constantly setting up the Empire. Oh, we could, we'll we be away from this stench and tuck into a fine table. Right. And uh, it's just cool. You got. And you yet, got,
2: at the same time, you see the the dance, and you go, "This is ridiculous." Get rid of, <laughs> <laughs> get, yeah. rid of pagans. get rid of these pagans. Pagans are stupid. Be <laughs> gone.
1: <laughs> and it's just cool because you got you got these guys. You know, the Cedra uh, and Sinta, Sinta. No, sorry, sorry. There's a lot of characters happening. Yeah. Sinta and Val, They're infiltrating from the top, and then you've got they're infiltrating through the garrison entrance, and they're having to pretend to be guards. It's just really clever. But then I see. All of the characters have basically AK-47s. And I go, what's the commentary here? And then there's... there's Did ex- you...
2: Did, let's be real. Did you actually notice this? or Yeah, you I see did. This on no, that? I did. I did. Because I remember noticed. people pointing this out when the yeah, trailer no. came out.
1: I, I didn't see it in the trailer. I saw it then. Okay. Because what really tuned me into it was all of a sudden they start, they start taking hostages. And just Vel's performance, too. And mm-hmm. look, she's holding her gun like this. And I just go, what are you doing? And, you know, they kill they kill the, the engineer. They just gun him down. And then they start pointing guns at, at the guy's family, and they put gags on the guy's family. And anyway, I don't know. There's just something about seeing the family taken as hostages where I just went. I'm, there's there's a there's a critique in here somewhere. This is a yeah. This is not right. Yeah. This shouldn't be done. Definitely. And then honestly, after it's all done, and and, and the guy is going like. You know, he's staggering around, having to help them. You know, this is the the garrison commander. I'm on his side. I'm on his side. But I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. He's like, he's just trying to do his job. Obviously... He's an old, fat man. He's about to have a heart attack. He obviously made a few racially insensitive remarks about the Aldani's. He said some really mean things earlier. Not the nicest guy. But generally, he wants to make a good life for his family. It's just interesting. It's like they want to show the Empire as these... I don't know. As real people. And so when they do that, I go, I'm on their side. But then they... Are evil and they die. <laughs> I don't really know what's going on with that sometimes.
3: Hmm.
1: So anyway, so then they, it all kind of goes goes wrong for them once the their transmissions. People they they're jamming them, but Aldani. There's they, a the guy in the radio tower who realized they're being jammed, and he leads a patrol down there, and all falls. He part. starts
2: listening in. Yeah, and, and, he, and he can
1: hear their yeah their communications, and uh, all an falls apart.
2: What do you think, Trey?
0: I agree that this is. A really strong part of the show. Personally, I like the prison arc better. So we'll, we'll talk about that mm-hmm. in a minute. But no, this this was much better than the first arc. Very tense. Um, really cool to see. I don't really have much to add. They all didn't. It was just kind of a
2: creative on. addition to the Star Wars universe. I think. Yeah. A prison break. Yeah. No, sorry, not not that's no that's cool too. But heist the heist thing the
0: heist.
1: and they have to escape in this like old craft and they're like yeah. having liked, to climb through I this high.
0: Yeah, and it, it it was cool. It, like it felt like they planned so much, and then it still didn't really go to plan. And so like you have these moments of like panic, like mm-hmm. improvisation. Like, yeah, like Which,
2: where Cassian uh, shines. Yes, he shines in those moments. Man. Absolutely.
0: Something that
1: happens in both these arcs, though, well, all three of them is just they'll spend you'll spend two episodes with a character and they'll just be gunned down, and you just you'll move on. I remember I remember Gorn. He gets just shot. Yeah. And the uh, the former stormtrooper. He was interesting. He got he just got killed unceremoniously <laughs> yeah. too. And at least the uh, at least uh, the guy who gets bumped in the head he gets a little bit of a send off but Most characters just in this show those get gunned down and it's like what happened to them? I'm sorry. Yeah. They're dead. That's that's war, kid.
0: Yeah. The 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 manifesto kid, the way he yeah. died. Did you think that he bizarre. died when that first it was, happened? It
1: was bizarre cuz he gets hit in, the, hit in the head and I go, "Oh yeah, he's, there's no way he's coming back from that." And then he's fine. And they take him to a doctor. And go, okay, he's good. And then he died. <laughs> then, he, then he died.
0: He was like crushed by part of the <laughs> payroll. <laughs> it was like loose cargo, and it fell yes. on You're not coming yeah. back
1: from that. And he died. So
0: I, I didn't think he was dead when it happened. I was like, oh, that looked like it hurt.
1: I, I thought he was gonna be paralyzed, That's what I thought they were going to yeah, enjoy,
0: something yeah, yeah. like that for sure. So yeah. Come on. But yeah, so basically, <laughs> <in> the escape <laughs> of
1: the guy is great. It's yeah, just, it's creative. It's really well done, and you. It's kind of vi- silly, visually spectacular. It's silly, but you get oh Donnie Air Command. Oh, these fires are like you know Thai pilots are running and they're getting in their cockpits and going, and it's just
0: it was cool. It's visually
2: the best thing Disney Plus has done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I would. Say and that. they escape and they they're out of it. Thank goodness. I'm glad they're they're gonna be selfless and there's gonna be no problems. Rebellion will have and a, a rousing no more victory. twist twist
2: the
0: knife. Yeah. Scheme. Yeah, they get to the
1: planet to get to the doctor, which is because Vel probably doesn't want to go to the doctor. It's just characters in the show will just go because because Cassie goes oh, okay we escaped which and, keeps you from liking them and Skeen yeah. will go she doesn't want to go to the doctor and he and she just goes you know we're just taking we're taking too much heat and Cassie says, we're going the doctor where's the doctor and they go to the doctor and then outside Skeen's Wait, going
2: I, I think Skeen actually wants to go to the doctor
1: exactly he wants to go to the doctor which I guess now looking back on it is maybe it's just tough because if, if this is true everything he did was a lie but then he's on he's on the plan and he goes "Well, Cassie, I know you're just trying to get paid what if we just ran with this stuff
3: mm-hmm.
2: so and Cassian kills him. Cassian kills him. Which I'm uh, that one actually made sense. Well, it's tough because
1: they're they're definitely foils in each other. They're they're being you're meant to compare the two characters. They're both mm-hmm. in prisons. They're both mm-hmm. not really you know actually idealists. They don't really care about the cause. You know, uh, Skeen is making up his whole story about his family, where Cassian actually has a loss that you could actually say is there's an empire thing happening there. And but he just guns him down. I don't know. A, a hero probably shouldn't do that. I agree there's there's... What else could have been done? It was justified to knock him out. Imprison him. Scheme would have shot him. He had no gun out. He, he just gets out and he goes... <laughs> <laughs> he falls down <laughs> like that. He didn't see it coming at all. Now it was clear that Scheme was probably going to betray him. That's, again. Yeah. But yeah. do you just kill him?
0: What sure. was interesting to me there is like... Sure. That, that felt like the moment where it was like, oh, Cassian... He's committing to the cause. He doesn't want this guy, who's like secretly not really caring. Like Cassian wants to fulfill the mission. He wants to protect the guy that's being taken to the doctor. But then his very next action after this is, "I'm taking my cut and leaving. I'm not going back to Luthen." So I was like, "Why didn't he
2: want to go back to Luthen?" I don't know. Did he think that Luthen maybe wanted to betray him, which was true?
1: Well,
0: Luthan did. Good question.
1: Oh, uh, it's just so confusing. Because the whole time Luther's going, we can't afford to take on new people. I can't pay them. <laughs> but then he, he recruits Andor. He really I guess it was it. just for this one scene? For this one? But then he was going to kill him. He was going to kill him. But then at the end, he, he did goes, pay. Him. Ah, but he did yeah. pay him.
0: Oh, it's just so confusing. I don't know if he was going to kill him the whole time. I, I think like he, Once he
1: went in the wind, he just went, oh, it's a liability now.
0: Yes, that's it. He he wanted Cassian as like a full time crew member, but after Cassian left, he was oh, like, really? oh, shoot, I told him too much. Well, she, you saw the scene him.
1: with Vel and his middleman, middle girl. What what did they say there? Do you remember? At all? She said go kill Cassian. Okay, <laughs> that's all it is. But that's
0: that that's was my at, memory of it. That was after he went on the road. It's just weird because I. certain
1: point with Andor, I feel like. You've got three episodes of him running from crime. You could have a character in Luthen going, you made some mistakes, son, but I'm going to take you in. Let's have some adventures together. But instead, that's going to be the entire show. Only at the very end, it's Andor in a place where he goes, I'm ready. I'm ready to actually do this for real.
2: Well, you got to get seven, eight seasons out of this thing.
1: Five, he said, but it's physically impossible.
2: No, but I, that's, I, that's why I added more. <laughs> and then Cassian, you know,
1: once again, a very selfless, frankly, Christian man, decides to go to the beach. He's a creature <laughs> guy. Just, A paragon of virtue Goes to the beach Well I guess he, he says Hi to his mom And tries to get his mom To go with him And she says no
2: Which is probably A good idea Because he immediately Finds <laughs> Just some lady Has a one night stand With her mm-hmm. Would have been awkward With the mom there
1: we yeah.
0: weird. Yeah.
2: <laughs> to <didn't
1: have> <laughs> joining room to, okay
0: To be clear for our audience, we are now moving into episode seven. Thank you. Which doesn't really... It's kind of a standalone episode yeah. that transitions us from the Aldani heist into the prison. Art. That's true. It's, seven and eleven
1: are both kind of like that. They're not really
0: Yeah, weird. Yeah, because it, it basically starts with like, all right, Cassian has all this money from the heist. What's he going to do with it? Right. We get the beach planet. He gets arrested. Moving to the I, prison. Art.
1: There was just something about seeing a beach in Star Wars. And it was not even a nice looking beach. It was a bunch
0: of concrete pads.
1: He's just laying there, and just some random people start running. And I go, Cool, looks like Florida. I don't know. Something. They're just <laughs> hanging out. And they start, some troopers start chasing him. And then the trooper goes, I guess you're bad. I think it part was of what the show insane. does
2: that is smart is it uses a lot of real locations
3: mm-hmm.
2: with CGI painted over them. And that's probably what you're seeing there. Yeah. You probably are actually seeing a real beach. A real
3: beach. Mm-hmm.
2: I just never thought I'd see that in Star Wars, I guess. I just never, never expected that. I mean, that. it's in Rogue One.
0: Yeah, scary.
1: Well,
2: Scarif, That's there's no one on vacation
1: not, at Scarif. It's not a touristy. <laughs> no, no. You're seeing mm-hmm. aliens kind of just fat, laying out there. I thought it was cool. It was interesting.
2: The alien puppet was scary. Disney, the Disney aliens are just always freaky. <laughs> yeah. Always. They're always just these beige monstrosities. <laughs> you don't have the colorful... <laughs> Creations of George Lucas.
0: Yeah.
2: Nightmare fuel, really. Yeah. But the the thing that I just find so ridiculous about the prison is just the way Cassian goes to prison is just so silly. He's gotta get to the prison episodes, let's go. I think they could have written something better for how he gets there.
0: <laughs> I I agree, but I don't think what's there is bad.
1: Why? The police brutality kind of thing?
0: Yeah, because the the way they write it is like in the aftermath of the Aldani heist, there has to be some kind of repercussion. There's that board. There's Bored. a bill which makes basically like any anti-imperial activity like a mandatory minimum sentence of like five years. Which I something. guess
1: is just any crime.
0: Yeah. Because he was just walking. Basically. Basically. Um... So yeah, it's it there's some some commentary about sentencing practices and police mm-hmm. action.
2: Yeah, I guess
1: the empire's cool, where I didn't know all that, but I guess I guess they had to do it that way.
2: My version yeah. would have been he returns to Luthen and Luthen says, I got another job for you. Go to prison. Get a thing. Get a thingy. Oh, it'd be awesome.
1: It's like it's like he Luthen tells him to go to prison to free a uh, free somebody. But then in the meanwhile, he just has to free everybody. There's just something yeah, like that where that's he just, cool. he, yeah. he's able to actually inspire everybody in the prison. Right. They're all hopeless. He wakes up a little bit. Yeah.
2: I think what I don't like about it is the character has the character makes no choice.
1: That weeds in there.
2: And in reality, people could be unjustly sent to prison. But in the realm of a story, you want to see your character make choices. And you want to, you want to see your character You're checking in where they're at.
1: How have they changed so far? Right,
3: right.
0: Yeah, and, and I guess what is happening here is that he has made the choice to not to fully away. commit. Yeah, he's saying I'm I'm going to go back to the life that I still imagined was my ideal, where I get a lot sure. of money and do whatever. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't he hasn't arrived yet. By the end of episode, I can see that six.
2: Sure. But regardless, he goes to jail. He does. By <laughs> a, a lady uh,
1: eating pistachios. She seemed really sad about it. She went, oh, this is like two weeks, but now it's six years,
2: so I... Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: whoops!
1: Yes.
2: It's, it's
3: ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It
2: is ridiculous.
0: Um, one interesting thing also that happens during this episode, I, I, aside from the Cassian component, this is when uh, Mon Mothma meets with her friend Tay. from back home. Yeah, Tay Colma, um, to let him in on, on her little secret and see what help he can provide with she moving says the she funds. needs money. Yeah.
2: I don't think she ever comes out and says I'm a rebel. Does
0: no, she? but they it it's a veiled conversation where yeah, b- basically scene. B- both of them are telling each other we're more politically extreme than we have let on.
3: Right.
1: It that was a cool scene cuz I I'm finally seeing Mon just trying to trying to be real with somebody. And he's not really sure if he can do it, she's not really sure if she can do it, but then she takes that first step and it's just yeah. it's cool. And it's a, it a nice close up on her face that she could I don't know that's right that's where she says they'll miss what I'm really doing Mm -hmm. and you go oh cool yeah anyway this episode
0: was written by Stephen Schiff oh interesting
2: he survived that's weird yeah I guess he survived there Master Schiff you survived (laughs) the purge
0: surprised are you
2: (laughs)
1: there's also so many parts where she's in the senate and you just hear all the people talking in the background there's like shutting off the
2: lights like hey, whatever lady. <laughs> the, the turning off Shut the pods up. was a good addition I Shut like up. that
1: mm-hmm. the big addition for me was that there's no one in the center there's no mediator there's no one listening there's no one
2: I don't know
0: Masa that's a, that's a subtraction subtraction
2: yeah. yeah exactly but yeah
0: nobody's listening, nobody's listening. that would be
2: funny if the senate was a total joke now people are just there they're on their iPo- iPhones. they got their feet <laughs> up and there's like graffiti on the wall or something
1: uh, there, there's some good stuff with that though when Mon's throwing a party I think we watched this today where it was like she's trying to be real with them and it's like what about is there ever such such a thing as too much security and she goes and they're like oh it's like, do we feel a threat here and he just goes oh I'm com- a complete threat of t- taking too much of this Chen Zhu and hospitality
3: <laughs>
1: there's just kind of all this schmarmy political there's some of that that's yeah. really. Good. I think George would like some of that mm-hmm. just, um, just how corrupt Fake and fake. The, poli- the, the the politicians are. There's this whole scene where there's, oh yes, we're just admiring your view. How do you handle having such a good view? It's Just nonsense. It's just, right. I like I like that. Mon's Mon's world eighty percent, ninety percent of it is just fake and horrible and unlivable. I feel bad for. Her. Hard to yep. watch it. Yeah. It's like seeing my social life. Just what I have to meal one time. Just sad. <laughs> just sad. Small talk. Anyway.
0: Uh, prison. Prison. Oh, one one more thing. Just a, a small nod to all you big Rogue One fans out there. When Cassian gets arrested, it's like one of the droids that, you know, K, yep. K2SO, his droid type. And his a sword trooper. Too, type, right? and a sword trooper. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, this one is still imperially programmed. So,
1: Where does it go? He says, "It's, it's That's an insane scene because the, the sword trooper says, Hang on to him for me. And then the droid just goes,
0: Hang! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like, What? I like that. So, I like that. Hang, yes. Yeah. I know how to hang. <laughs> he
2: was just, he was sticking to program. I'm doing my job, Master. On program. On program. On program.
0: <laughs> On program. Uh, Prison. Prison. I well, you watched
2: it most recently. Tell us about prison. Today.
1: It's today.
2: <laughs> wow. Well, I, like I said, I thought it was a little bit of an uphill battle because I just, I did find it ridiculous. That he, the story just took this whole detour to go to the prison. Maybe what I'm really responding to is it was so removed from the rest of the plot. Yeah. And you could (laughs) have, what? And you got Dendro the whole time going, Where is Cassian?
3: Where is he? He's in prison. Yeah.
2: Yeah, maybe if you could have tied it into Luthan somehow, I think it would have worked. But it was a little bit of an uphill battle because I'm just, I'm seeing him going there, I'm thinking, How long is he going to be here? How long is it until we get get back to the real story? How long is it going to take for me to just get inside the head of this character? Mm Because I'm still kind of waiting. But prison break in Star Wars is a great idea. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Just seeing a Star Wars prison, what is that? That's interesting. And it was so, I mean, I got to admit that I thought the clothes were a little silly looking. And (laughs) seeing them barefoot was kind of silly. But just the simplicity of the floor is lava. Yep. Mm-hmm. You will die. You'll get electrocuted. It was cool. It was a cool idea. It was pretty Star Warsy. I liked it. Yeah. And... That was quite scary.
1: Music was always scary. It just had this lifeless quality to it. You had the Holocaust showers.
2: Just pretty inhumane. And, and it definitely... And it makes sense that the Empire would have slave labor, prison labor. I did not quite buy that they were cheaper than droids. Easier to replace. And cheaper. I... I did not buy that, but it was a story they wanted to tell. It's okay, but uh, I saw the battle droid factories. Quite <laughs> <laughs> the copious. <laughs> they weren't very smart, but yes. I think it's a. I think it was a great. Yeah, with dro- you, you
1: mentioned it earlier with droids. Wouldn't droids make these little things better? These little X's.
2: You wouldn't have an old man dying. <laughs>
3: uh, uh, there was a lot
2: of Humanities in these episodes, though. I liked that. I think my favorite scene was when the doctor comes and there's the veil comes down for a moment and finally that's kind of interesting that you've got what? you've got the world of coruscant and it's everything's fake everybody's lying and then in this little humble space where an old man's dying the th- the mask come off for a moment mm-hmm. and the truth comes out mm-hmm, yeah i like that it's good what do you think
0: uh this is your favorite it is my favorite first Better Andy Circus character, Kino Loy or Supreme Leader Snoke.
3: Oh Keno Loy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, you I,
2: you made a joke It's a prequel to Snoke or something like yeah. that. <laughs> when does he become Snoke? Yeah.
0: It's yeah, it, awesome. pretty cool. I think I can't think of another character that was played or another actor that has played two different characters within Star well, Wars. I guess,
1: guess Work Davis might count.
0: That is yes, you're correct. And Anthony
1: Daniels, he plays an alien at some point. In episode two, anyway, but yes, absolutely, actual character.
0: Yeah, 100%. it was it was cool to see him and he just got redeemed. Like
2: hey <laughs> <laughs> Chris did you play both?
0: <laughs> Never mind, I'll just leave. Leave. We're um, <laughs> gone. But no, I. That's a great point. I'm, I'm glad we got a little Andy Circus redemption because I I think he's a really great actor. He's and great. Snoke was mm-hmm. not a great character. I liked his hair. But, yeah,
2: slick back. Yeah. Cool uh, so. uh, salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Bald not balding was the word. Graying salt and pepper gray.
0: Yeah, I liked it but it it was interesting to follow him throughout because so he's kind of the the leader of their little floor and there's there's all this competition set up within the prison there's layers of competition yeah. you have like within each floor the table that does the best gets like extra tasty goop right for their meal <laughs> yeah. And then, like, between the different floors, there's competition and everything. And so, and the loser gets zapped. Yeah, the loser gets zapped. So, Kino, he's constantly driving. And he's working towards his release. Like, when Cassian gets there 200 200-something 200 days, less than a year, he's like, I got to get out of here without causing a ruckus. Anytime people are talking out of line, he's always putting them into shape.
3: He's looking, he's looking
1: out for it, guys. He's a good man.
0: He is. He's,
1: he's stuck in the prison of the world. He can't see beyond, but... He's a good
0: guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the moment he breaks is probably at the end of like the second episode of this arc when they realize With that. The doctor. Yeah, the doctor, and you know, basically they can change your sentence at any time. Even if you get out, they're just going to quickly arrest you it's for all something a else. Lie. Yeah. And he's like, okay, we have to figure out another way out of here.
2: He becomes a real leader.
1: Mm-hmm. It's that's, tough because the story, cool. if you really think about it, it doesn't really work, but. What I kind of see them trying to do is, you know, you got the first arc, just kind of getting Andor in position, seeing where he's at. The next arc, you know, he's a mercenary, but he still has these, these moments of leadership within the Rebellion on that mission, like you talked about. And this arc, he's, he is not Kino Loy. He's not the one giving the speeches, but he, he has to convert Kino to a believer in mm-hmm. that you got to take this horse. you, you got to realize what's happening, man. you gotta, you got to wake up. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. You're seeing him actually not inspire somebody. He's, he's never, like, doing that, but at least he's you're seeing him actually draw
2: something out of this guy. Yeah. Why does Cassian want that? Who wants to get out? I know. <laughs> yeah. Cassian ultimately just wants to get out.
0: Yeah. I, I think it was cool, though, that Cassian kind of, like, earned respect in the group, though, and kind of got himself to a position where he, yeah. could, he could speak to Kino in that mm. way. Because when... When he first arrives, like, the very first scene, he's kind of just, like, shell-shocked. He's like, I don't even know how to step into this operation. Just, like, watching what they're doing. Yeah. He's I'm just like, a what? tourist.
2: It, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. You ever seen Clerks? No, I the have guy keeps
2: going, I'm always supposed to be today. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. That is crazy. I remember
2: that.
1: There was, there was one false note there where it's his first night, and he's getting in, and the lights are off, and I go, maybe now we'll spend some time. Maybe he'll cry. Maybe he'll be sad. Maybe he'll go, I deserve to be here. And then he goes, 30 shifts later, he's just going... <laughs>
2: right <laughs> Oh All right! All right! All right! And he's there's walking and doing his thing. There's a great scene in the amazing film Shawshank Redemption, mm-hmm. where you've seen it, Trey.
0: I've not. Oh, <gasps> you gotta
3: see it! Yeah.
2: great, 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 great movie. It's better yeah. than Andor. <laughs>
0: I, I'm sure it is.
2: But basically, this guy's wrongfully in prison, but he's in there for 20 years or something. And there's this amazing scene where he says, "I was innocent of the crime they convicted me of, but I was guilty of other crimes and other sins." And I deserve to be here, hmm. in in my own way. Interesting. Yeah. So it's a real, you know, it's a story of repentance, and they didn't do that with Cassian, sadly. Yeah, that's kind
1: of the problem when you, you just got it's just an arc to them. It's just a cool thing for them to do for a while. Cassian's
2: almost a minor character in this arc. Yeah, because
1: <laughs> yeah. you've got the other guy was already planning it. What was his name? Bart Bardick? Bardic? He gets killed so quickly. I don't know. Anyway. You got Melchick and you got Bartik, and they're the ones kind of actually planning the attack.
0: Yeah, I I think one thing I was maybe hoping from Cassian here is maybe a little bit more time to to stew on the meaning of the rebellion. I think it would have been cool if he had his little rebellion manifesto that he listened to as like a little audio book. Yeah. Night, right? That he's like, yeah, he yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to sleep here, but I'm going oh, to listen to this message kind of, while I'm here.
2: Dude, you know what solves the whole show is... Mm-hmm. Instead of a communist manif- manifesto, the guy is the little the kid on Aldini is reading the book of the Force. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's Whoa. he says, When I was a kid, I saw a Jedi and I saw the stormtroopers kill him. But mm. I knew that I knew the Jedi was a hero. I knew it because I'd seen him protect us before. Mm. And he had a book of the Force, and Cassian went, What is that? The Jedi are dead. What are you talking about? Stupid. But then he starts to read it in prison and. I don't
0: know. The, flight, cool. the flame spreads. Yeah.
1: It's just tough because no one in prison, I mean, maybe they're all actual criminals, but maybe they're not. We don't actually know. There's no scene where it's like, what would you do? You know? Yeah. And of course the prison's also a torture house. So at no point is it this place for mature reflection on a person. It's just a, a thing to escape. I
2: think that the, the biggest problem with the show's worldview is that the oppressors are, it's just the nature of oppression, oppressor and oppressed, it's just the oppressed are always, always, always in the right. Which, I mean, it sounds, I don't know. I don't want to speak out of turn or anything. But... It's not even true in Star Wars. What's that? It's not even true in Star Wars. I guess so.
1: I mean, episode five, you go, yes, I should kill evil. Oh, wait, evil uh, Evil guy's my dad. Oh, wait, what if evil could be in me? This is all this thing. Right, go, oh. right. But it,
2: the, the way this show is written is it's it's just... Maybe the way I should put it is, in this show, it's enough that you're oppressed. Where in reality and in other Star Wars, it's it's always more... It's like good and evil doesn't even come to play here. It's just there's a presser, there's a press. You have to fight for what's yours. Not coming into that internal... That's speech. what
1: Marva's speech is all about at the end. Who's? Marva, the mom.
2: Correct, mm-hmm. right. It never gets into that inner world of there's actually good and evil in me. There's good and evil in the oppressors. There are good people in the Empire who are doing their thing you know the, I feel like the show never quite gets there unfortunately mm-hmm. but maybe it will
1: but the, the arc is cool because the actual escape is cool they have to short out the floor yeah and of course the moment where Kino like you said where Kino accepts it and because the doctor says I can't save anybody he's just he's just there to kill people basically mm-hmm. and you have the guy who yeah, it's, it again the show almost works for me when I go not Star Wars just interesting, interesting program <laughs> you know you yeah. have a guy killing himself I go mm, interesting but then I go oh Star Wars oh no Wait what? <laughs> <Kill himself. laughs> it's horrible, you know. And then, but it's just seeing all that set up, they, they pay it off really well. And then they go, "There's only like 12 guards here," and they could just anyway their their whole plan to escape. It's it's cool.
0: It is. Mm-hmm. It's cool action. Oh, I um, only got the guns. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I remember you were like, "What are you guys doing?" And then you got the guys. I heard you say, "Oh, they won." <laughs> <laughs> oh, they won. We're good here. Yeah. We're good here. They're good.
2: Yeah. Well, the the initial uh, the initial moment where they fight back you got two guards are up high they have the high ground they got guns and the soul the the inmates are just fish in a barrel and the guards are just like oh what who do i who do i aim at i think oh my god this will never work just throw a grenade down there dude exactly but uh cassian does his his spider-man thing He's, he's hanging underneath for five minutes and then he swings up but when they got the guns, I went, they went. They went, <laughs> yeah. I, I believe it, it was very believable once they got the guns.
1: There's just part, it could have been really interesting because they opened the doors and the whole time you're on program, you know, if we don't have a immediate facility wide compliance, we'll kill everybody. And then it's <laughs> just, it's just <laughs> this young guy. And you go, hmm. And there's no commentary there because Kino is this older man and the guy the whole time is like this this, this brat. I don't know, there could be something interesting there where it's like, oh.
2: Kino has I, a chance to kill this guy or something he and lets it. him go.
1: Well, to be fair, Cassian almost kills him and doesn't. Kino actually shoots one of them just to intimidate the other one but
2: it had to be done and
1: then Kino gives us one way
2: out I actually bought that that death actually bought yeah I did someone had to die they they weren't listening they had to
1: die
3: Mm -hmm.
2: you
1: got we got limited time here what would you think about Kino's speech I barely remember it (laughs) one way out if you see your man fall help him out someone you see that was good
2: oh that was yeah that was one of the very few brotherly moments in the show if you
1: see someone struggling give them help them
2: yeah, yeah, that, that's and then good. it cut immediately to, me, to well,
1: they're yeah. running in the hallway and someone trips and they got run over. <laughs>
2: yeah, that, I, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't like that. Because to me, the rebellion, the the true adversity to the Empire is not an equally powerful force that fights the Empire. It's no, no. We what we have on our side is the Force. It's goodness, kindness, charity, truth. helping, truth, helping each other out. The American way. And <laughs> 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 Tony Gilmore would <I> disagree. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Anyway, you know what I mean? It's a, the true antithesis to the Empire is these small moments of kindness and mm-hmm. helping each other, true brotherhood, things like that. Yeah. That's why I love the scene with the, the stuff with the old man. They would just, they pitied him, the very pitiable character. I like that. And watching a little bit of Rogue One today, I slept through some of it, but I did watch some of it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> but there are just some real genuine moments in there, especially with Cherit and some moments with Jen, where you just see that. You no know, the, the the rebellion is built on this kind of wide eyed optimism and helping out your fellow man. That's he what he says.
1: Good luck, little sister.
2: I love that. Yeah, that was really good.
1: And uh, the great part where Cherit says. You're in a prison, but I sense your prison is one you carry with you.
2: Yeah, Rogue One Rogue One has a, has a spiritual awareness to it, definitely. It's good. But um, in Andor, I got a blip of that when Kino said, if someone falls, help them out. But I didn't actually, I don't think I actually saw that.
1: It was weird. It was like, looking at this now, it was almost like the writer had one view and then the director had a different view. Because I don't know. Yeah, why would you do it that way? Maybe. But, oh well. yeah. but then it, it culminates with, I can't swim.
2: Oh, that that it's broke my heart cause yeah. it. Okay, f- it's one thing to have that line; it could be a little comedic beat. And come well, on, dude, we're going. Yeah, no, I thought I thought I thought Casimir say, "Come on, brother, you're getting baptized." Come <laughs> on. Mm-hmm. But it's just unresolved. Ah, that I hated that because I had I was on this dude's side and he had grown into a real leader and he's just left in the dust. It's the last time you see him in the show. I, I had a hard time with that.
0: Yeah. I also, I don't know, the way the way the scenes kind of flowed into each other, I was kind of confused by how the whole thing ended because when they first escape, you see just like hundreds of bodies in the water just swimming. Right. You're like, oh, wow, they're all they going up. 5,000 men. Yeah. yeah. In prison. And then it cuts to like Cassian and this one and other what, guy. <laughs> no. And you're like, where did no, they dude, all yes. go? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's, every, it's confusing because at first – they're running, they're running. You see blue, and you go, "Oh my gosh, freedom!" And then a guy falls, and you go, "Oh, he died." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's like sort of like you know nine eleven footage. There. I'm like, "What happened? <laughs> 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 that guy, he's gone." Like, oh, it's water. And then someone jumps, and you go, "Okay, cool." And then it cuts back, and you go, "There's like miles of ocean here. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting anywhere." And then they get on the beaches, and they go, "You could never I guess swim we were far. the
2: only ones that got away." You could maybe swim that far. I don't know, you even swim. have swim in a while. I have been recently. I have get back up. Okay, good. But, but as you know, swimming's no. J- you swim. Yeah. That's a long way to swim. It's a long way to swim.
1: Especially if people are chasing you. And there are waves.
2: You find waves Uh, in the ocean.
1: I don't have waves in my pool.
2: Correct. So you would die. The old leaves don't make waves.
1: Anyway. (laughs) They (laughs) don't do that. They get away. They get away. I want to talk just briefly. It's a very side comment. But this entire time, you're having these weird scenes between, um, uh, what's his face, Luthen and Saw Mm.
3: And...
1: They were really odd and didn't really add much to the show. There's two of them with Saw. And Luthan just kind of goes there to go, I want to do this. And Saw goes, no. And then later Saw says, I want to do it. And he goes, never mind. And it's just Saw to me is just one of the most unutilized characters in all of Star Wars because he's this anarchist in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. This guy, really, it's it's George Lucas's cautionary tale about the rebellion in the Clone Wars. He made him in the Clone Wars. He's like, yeah, we, we want to liberate these people. And then this guy goes, we should just kill everybody. And you go, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they they flirt they flirt with him in Rebels but I just go this guy should be the main star I mean this is yeah. awesome because you've got yeah. what is rebellion how do we rebel how do we actually do this thing and I watched Rogue One today and you see these you know they're Arab looking I'm sorry but you know, they're basically terrorists in Jeddah City and you go this that doesn't seem right and they're blowing up things and there's kids crying and you go are talking about Saw's men Saw's men and the whole time I'm going this is a... and Rogue One he could have done such a good job there where it's he's just a you know, you've got the organized rebellion, but then you've got someone else on the fringes. And we us just look at who do we want to be like? Who do we want to be? Right. And then we got to make a choice. He's just in the show. He doesn't add anything to it. And in fact, there's no room for him because every character is morally gray. Every character is compromised. Every character has no, you know, pure way of fighting. Yeah, you're
0: right. He or Saw could be a main,
1: he be a main character. He, yeah. could be, he could be Luthien in a lot of... I don't know. He could, oh, that's a good point. he could be whatever.
0: Yeah, he doesn't stand out in this show as much as he did in Rogue One, like you said, because there's more people who... Behave the same way he does, essentially.
3: Yeah,
1: and he's actually—I mean hearing him say, imperative flags, rain across the galaxy." I mean, he's this—he's this idealistic character. Of course, here you learn he's actually an anarchist. He goes, "The Gorman, Gorman Front, the New Republicans, Human the Separatists, the Parson Alliance. Only I have
2: the P.R.T. Of, of purpose." <laughs> It's just the, the Star Wars universe exploded, exploded, exploded. exponentially. And you go, Show me more? And just listen, we all these things. <laughs> and it's
1: just, I don't know. He's he's a great character as a foil. It's almost like he could be the he could be the boundary where you go. Okay, Luthen. I don't know about him, but okay, I see what Saw's doing. He's too far. That's, that's always how Saw works in these shows, but they never use him that way. I just don't.
0: Yeah, and and the other interesting thing that I'm I'm sure they will start to pull on this more in the next season or the final season if that's the only one so they're doing. Yeah.
3: Is possible, Trey. Physically, <laughs> it's possible.
0: I, I shouldn't ask too much do of you Tony, want them to frankly. Die?
2: That's what I'm hearing.
0: <laughs> well,
2: we'll do it. We'll kill ourselves.
1: We'll do it. We'll do it.
2: We'll do it. Only, if Only if you
1: want.
0: What Tony is going for here, he's saying, he's saying with my Tony brain. My Tony brain. <laughs> the Tony brain. <laughs> that there are rebel cells. And we have to get from this to the Rebel Alliance.
1: Right. Dude. Right. It's just crazy because that's the story.
0: I mean, you mentioned it earlier, just call
1: the show Alliance. It's just, at a certain point, we still, still, still have not seen the story of the rebellion coming together. Even Rebels. Even Rebels took that story and went, eh, actually, we want to do our own thing with this Rebel family. Great story. But we nowhere do we see, you know... This stupid game, The Force Unleashed, great, actually it's not stupid, it's great. It's okay game. It literally ends with the rebel leaders coming together and they go, we will take Galen Merrick's crest as our symbol. And they're on, they're on this table and it's like this ceremony. No, it's a round table. It's a round table and you go, the rebellion has just been formed today. Right. The
2: rebellion has been born today.
1: Hmm. Wait, yeah, well let's put that in the show. And then in this show they go, you took a vow. And
2: I'm like, was, was there a, where, a, a where's scene? Where's the moment where Bail Organa and Mon Mothma, they're at a dinner party and they realize we believe the same thing?
0: Wow. Where's that? That'd be great. Here's the scene where they all get together. Uh, he'll he'll be in the next season. You 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 don't bring Jimmy Smith into Kenobi and not bring him into He's the, in Grand on sure. He's he's got nothing going on over there. He's happy. He's
1: gotta be there. I, I hope, hope man. So. I hope. So Sagamera, it made me almost think
2: when that, does, oh, go ahead. question when is Bale gonna die? He does in explosion. Alderaan, yeah. yeah. Okay,
0: he's there. Yeah. How do we know that? We we in, don't in Rogue One, at the end of Rogue One, he says you know, these plans need to go to, like, Leia, Obi-Wan, I trust, trust them, I'm going back to Alderaan. Oh, okay. Minutes, now, minutes later. Now, technically, yeah. you, can still, no. you can still,
1: you can still technically wiggle around that if you wanted to, but yeah. sure. I guess you can't, because that I, I was, just, I was just
2: curious. Before. I was
1: just curious. It's weird, it's almost like Forrest Whitaker's briefly, it's like they didn't sign him soon enough, and so they wrote all this stuff, and Forrest Whitaker said, oh, I'll do it,
2: go get it! And then, <laughs> yeah. That's, my question was, where's Borgullet? What Where is he, baby Borgullet? He's like a tadpole in a in a cylinder or something. No
1: <laughs> side effect is one tends to lose one's yeah. mind. So
0: <laughs> he's, just, yeah. you see he's the, so funny in Rogue One. It's just it's a, it's just hilarious. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Some something interesting with his character in Rebels. He he's sort of like investigating the stuff about the Empire that like no one else really cares about. Mm-hmm. Like in Rebels, mm-hmm. Saw guerrera discovers that the Empire is harvesting kyber crystals, oh, that's right. and he's like, I want to know why. What are they doing with it? Yeah. I, What's going on? Like he he is he is figuring out the Death Star in Rebels, yeah. and yeah, I, is it Saw Gerrera? Yeah, okay. there's Saul's just there.
1: no 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 filmmaker or storyteller yet has gone. I want to use Saw I want him to be a key part of my story because even the worst part in Rogue One is it's just I raised you, I left you to die, and it's just I won't. It's just he's barely even in that movie, and it's just at no point do we actually get to see him. As it's so
2: weird because it. Well, this is not a review of Rogue One, but it could be right now it's no but just briefly it's actually a sweet story I, I was into the story of Jen and her dad mm-hmm. and how even though the dad he had this this duty called him away he still loved her and she wanted to be with him and I, I liked all that but then the surrogate father saw Guerrera leaves her too <laughs> and it was just it was weird it was almost like and she had no idea where either of them were Yeah, so it it was almost like, as a filmmaker, just pick one of those stories. Those are both good stories, just pick one. Mm -hmm. And they didn't, and it was strange. Save the rebellion!
1: Save the dream!
2: Yeah, it... Mm. That movie had potential, though. It really did. And Um, there's some sweet... I said this watching it, I mean, it's like the only Disney Star Wars with an actual good father in it, being Galen, who actually loves his child and is there. Mm -hmm.
0: Anyway. Yeah, Rebels has good fathers, too.
2: Yeah.
1: What is is, is Ezra's father's name?
0: Well, Canaan Jarrus is well, not Kanan's his the actual real, father. He's the real father. Yeah, man. he's the
1: father of the character, but you see his parents a lot mm-hmm. in that show. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, he's a, they cra- are... he's a cool
1: Egyptian name. I remember that Ephraim. It was like Ephraim or something like that.
0: Something like that. It like Ephra- a Jewish?
1: Ephraim's
2: name.
0: Hebrew. Hebrew.
1: Yeah, it was. I remember being really cool. I was like, "Ooh, sweet." Um, anyway, too bad Saul was wasted,
2: and it was almost like they, they signed him.
1: To it was wait. nice to see him. It was nice to it see. Was- him. <laughs>
0: it was a cameo. Um, you I, like- liked I liked his
2: cake. I liked the set. It was a very good set. Yeah, yeah. I loved it.
0: Let me, let me run through a couple of highlights that happened during the prison arc elsewhere. Go for it. Not on Narkeena 5. Okay. Uh, this is when Marva, Cassian's mom, becomes ill. Uh, off screen. Off screen. <laughs> and she's um, choosing to die. Bix wants to let Cassian know oh, so he goodness. can come see her. So she tries to contact Luthen but using the little radio thing to contact Luthen is right. what kind of draws the Empire into Right, And right. Luthen is about to answer the call, and his assistant is like, are Kayla, you crazy?
2: Or Clea. Clea. Yeah, who knows, dude. It's Clea. Yeah. Who knows?
0: Yeah. I'm telling you. She's dude. like, she yeah. says you're slipping. I hated her. My Did
2: least you? favorite character in the whole show. Okay. More than any Imperial. She was just so mean. And there was a... She was so mean. There was a 60-minute, 60 60-second 60 to two-minute... Sequence of her walking, and it. I don't know why that was there. I hated her. Mm. She was so annoying. And their relationship was never quite clear. Either. It was not clear. Girlfriend, <laughs> assistant. And then I thought, is she the one actually running the operation?
1: It was weird.
2: I hated her.
0: Mm. Um, Sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're good. You're good. This is important commentary. We're
2: going to talk about uh, the mom.
0: The Cyril's mom? mom. Oh, Cyril's oh, mom. Oh, I
2: forgot it was Cyril's mom. Okay. Some of the funniest stuff in the show. <laughs> What if I had cracked under the weight of your
1: abuse and your neglect?
2: Okay, so his his mom, number one, looks like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> she served our country for years. <laughs> Rest in peace. She's returned to us. <laughs> you know this, we can. <laughs> she seemed to be playing the overbearing Jewish mother archetype. Yeah. As, I think that's what was going on. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. She goes, oh, Uncle Harlow will get you a job. We'll talk to Uncle Harlow. <laughs>
2: she... Uncle Harlow, I, I, was there a love triangle? You're slouching <laughs> again. <laughs> you might as well say I'm ready to disappoint you. <laughs> it's funny. It's it funny. Is. I feel for Cyril because I go, dude, your mom's a piece of work. However,
1: she gave him a place to stay when no one else would. She picked him up. Yes, off it, the ground. but
2: and then I also go, you're. This is your mom, and you are dishonoring her. You need to be sweet to your mom, even if she's annoying. Mm-hmm. And he it goes, just <laughs> yeah. Just I just. Think he's acting like a child, and I think no wonder. He had you know, toys in his room. I didn't notice that. You didn't know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. action uh, figures. I saw that. and I thought, no wonder nobody likes you. No wonder the girl doesn't like you. You're you're a freak. What are you? <laughs> but uh, ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, <laughs> I just look at that and I go, can we just have a love, some love in the show? There's yeah. just no love in the show. And tr- M- mothers in Star Wars. You. Oh my gosh. That's that's a that's a legacy. That's a I don't know. You got to do that right, I guess. Mm-hmm. Padme and Shmi and Aunt Beru—it's just there's this sweet motherly energy in Star so Wars. Cattal's mother. Yeah, her too.
0: <laughs> the the Ewok who's like, oh, when, when, when the little uh, baby dead. Of
2: course, I was next on my list. What exactly? What is <laughs> Cyril
1: his mom. His mom's nice and just doesn't care about Andrew at all anymore, and it's like. It's like, Sarah, I found you a nice lady to go on a date with. It just keeps coming right. back to
2: his misadventure. It's just
1: completely <laughs> and, and it's, nice. it's
2: Dedra.
3: Yeah,
1: exactly. Wow. Like, so
2: what do you
0: do? Yeah. I,
2: I almost... You said that you like Cyril, but I was coming off the early episodes where I'm going, yeah. he was just so cruel to his employees. I don't like that. I mean, I'm cruel to my employee, <laughs> That's true. but it's okay when I it's do it. It's documented. Just kidding. Right now being documented.
3: <laughs> Currently.
2: No, I really... I didn't like that. as a bad lead. I didn't like that. <clears throat> but... There was something about that character I did like a lot. They, and they, and they, like they had so much potential with him and the mom.
1: There's this crazy part where he's just in his room, and he's just sad, looking down. And then you see it's a it's a taxi passing, and the, his room fills with light, and you see him go... He's looking into the light, and the yeah. light passes, and he goes... Hmm. It's just... It's like the filmmaker knows what all these things mean, but doesn't know what he's doing with them. I don't understand. Right. <laughs> I don't get it. Right. I don't get it. And he, and he mm-hmm. won't take the easy way out the whole time they're saying, hey, if you just... Tell Uncle Harlow, he'll just wipe your slate queen. Whatever. But he says, yeah, I want to testify. I want to tell the truth of what I saw happen. Right. So right. Just, right. And right. then he pledges his love to her, to Deidre. That
2: that's the craziest scene yeah, in the show. I didn't, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know the world could be so beautiful. Just justice <laughs> and truth and beauty could exist. <laughs>
1: for one moment, I wasn't alone in this world.
2: <laughs> well, I saw that and I thought, this is... He shy a shot. I've done that before. Blues load. I mean, <laughs> shot is shot. You've done that before, and you're single. I think? Um, hmm. Well, I saw, I see him doing that, and I just think this is not how you do it, man. This is not
1: going to work. Also, she's out. Uh, scary.
2: She's a fascist, crazy lady. But she, they're the most. They are the most interesting part of the show. She he just goes.
1: To the other day, and she says, "When I was interrogating well, you,
2: she, she's yeah, yeah, right. It's almost it could be such a romantic comedy. I know. She, he, he's basically worshiping her, yes. and you know, uh, uh, girl advice. I guess women don't want that. <laughs> they, they, they want you to be uh, a shoulder that you, they, you can lean on, among other things. Right, Trey? Right? Sure. Does your wife want you to worship her? No. Hey, 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 all right, all Right.
1: Right. <laughs> So. And, and, and she tries to brush him off, and he grabs her.
2: And you see her go. No, that was that was. I was like, oh, now here's the man. Okay, great. Forceful, whatever. And he, and he goes. And she just goes. If you ever come back, you're not <laughs> right. in prison. And then you see Sarah go. Yes, <laughs> mommy. <laughs> it's weird. But I, I kind of loved it too because then she's there's a scene. You can have a scene with her where she's going. I hate him. I can't stop thinking about it. But she loves him too. Uh-huh. It's like yeah. uh, I don't know. She she's got a flower and she's doing things <laughs> Just, I hate her; she's with her feminine male assistant all day and he's a complete beta <laughs> anyway it, it almost it's almost good <laughs> almost mm. the whole story it's one of the craziest scenes in the show though
1: yeah
2: and one of those memorable for sure <laughs> I, loved it.
0: I loved it very very because
2: he's this beta pining after her but then he's he's got this he does streak of ju- he does it and he's got this nose for the truth in him and then he saves her at the end yeah and it, I don't know Maybe, like, call the show Cyril.
1: I'll watch that. <laughs> I love, we were talking about it in the first arc, but I loved, I loved his buddy. His, uh, his overweight police buddy. Yeah. He's, he's yeah, very zealous. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. goes, yes, sir, we must go fight them now, sir. And then he musters his man in the ship. He goes, yes, now a word from our, Colin, from our commander. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> A word yeah. from commander. Right. And then right. he just goes up there and says, yeah, who's ah? Yeah. And the guy just just, well, well done, sir, well done, well done. He starts clapping.
2: Sycophant. He's like a sycophant. What?
1: I guess but he's a he's a friend to him. He's a friend. He calls him later. They share. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: they share hats.
0: I, okay. You told me to call you if I knew anything yeah. about Cassian. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: I thought, wow, real brotherhood. Yeah. He's, this guy's going out of his way, and when Cyril gets the call, I think Cyril genuinely asks, "How are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's good to see you." Something like that.
3: Yeah.
1: Because they were pressed together.
2: Right, just but instead. then, but then, of course, it comes back to oh, Cassie and Andrew, my social climbing. Yes, nothing else mattered except for this. So once mm-hmm. again, uh, the lack of just. Basic humanity and love in the show was uh, tough.
1: Well, yeah. he does save her later. That's
2: later, point. later.
0: Yeah. Mm. Final scene. Yeah. Well.
2: Anyway, that was a whole tangent.
0: <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. <laughs> to to wrap up our little side arc while the prison arc is going on. So Dedra comes to Ferrex because of this whole intercepted communication. And she's she queen the she captures right now is me She. <laughs> Interrogates and tortures Bix and and the like shop owner where the radio thing. I comes a part
1: from. of the recording we believe to be children. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was crazy.
0: That, yeah, I think the most evil character
3: bad.
2: in the show was the Doctor, the Nazi scientist. As I okay, that, so that guy a, was twisted.
1: As a podcast editor, yes. How do you edit and layer the recordings without listening to them?
2: Because
3: He says know. that he has to
2: do that. I didn't uh, anyway.
0: Maybe he just sees the frequencies. Like, yeah, yeah maybe so. One, or he one. listens
2: a little bit at a time. Mm.
0: That part was it's crazy. Maybe it's he one
2: headphone in. That was a big part where <laughs> <laughs> I can take one. I can take one. I, I can the- take the right but not the left. That was one
1: of the first things that drew me into the show is... This is really funny. Again, we can't show you it, so I'm going to try to explain it as well as I can. There's this great meme where it's Mr. Incredible it's called Uncanny there <laughs> <laughs> was Mr. Incredible going like dun 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 and it's like showing a heroic scene and it goes dun dun dun, dun. It just and it gets scared, and it goes
3: and it
1: goes and it shows her screaming I just go what am I seeing and so I, that was one of the few scenes where I just went I have to see what is happening in this scene oh you sound out of context yeah
3: oh okay
1: <laughs> I know, so do you think Ooh. they should have uh, played the audio for us uh, we go crazy
2: no.
3: No. <laughs> no
1: there is potential for the most amazing memes possible though with
2: that where it's like,
3: you can just whatever you
2: want right you, yeah definitely yeah. definitely that'd be good some kitty Perry or something I don't know
0: Oh my gosh. No, that was actually um they played You're her right. recordings of the, the screams from Disney World. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. The-
1: that's Monsters Inc. or something. That that's crazy.
0: Oh um but yeah, she
1: goes crazy. She's Yes.
0: Yeah. And and, and it our made sorry. her
2: sick. She was yeah. physically pale.
0: Oh yeah. She looked terrible. And later they,
1: they trade keeps interrogating her and says if you if you if you mess up, we'll have to call Dr. Gorman back or whatever his name was. Dr. Gorsk. Yeah. I she just goes she just goes, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> And the just
0: <laughs> goes, all right. So he, he
2: was actually kind of kind to her. Yeah, he was. He, sa- oh. he just sort of sat there and Anton Krieger, is it him? Wait, doesn't she kill him? No, Cynthia kills that dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he, there was like, there was this one tiny moment of kindness where he's she's struggling to speak and he just sort of kneels and patiently waits for her. I don't know. That was a real moment. Yes, well, you did answer so... Dr. Gorse. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't do that. I think guy. Gorse was the most evil character in the show.
0: Yeah i'm restraining another tangent so that we can do keep it no up. do it i just we're on a roll <laughs> I, I think w- especially with those noises you just made reagan i was i was thinking about uh um, monsters inc when Ran- when randall's little sidekick gets like the little yeah, suction right. section yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> anyway um honestly that movie's so bad mon mothman also has some things going on. This is yeah. when her her little buddy is like, "Hey, yeah. it's harder than I thought." Also to move funds around, so I'm gonna bring in this guy Skolden, who's like a sleazy uh, businessman, and he comes in. and He's, he's a, like, he's another banker. I like yeah. what's new.
2: But uh, Mon Mothma calls him a thug. Yeah. She says, "I won't. I won't deal with him."
0: Yeah, but and, she does. And he's like, "I'm not gonna." I'm not going to ask for anything in return, other than I'd like my son to meet your daughter. I kind of like this guy, honestly. It, it was there was some great acting in this scene because again, they're both being
1: confident, but then each time he asks for something, he takes a drink. He's just you can just tell he's he's a little nervous about it. He knows what he's doing, and uh, mom's just trying to be polite, and then he just breaks at the end. So yeah, it's like, will you marry my son? Or will you?
2: not He not not, not. said, "I'm not even asking for a patrol, It's very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Just a play I, date. I thought it was a play re- date. I thought it was reasonable. And she seemed excited about it." She oh the daughter yeah yeah the, no
1: problem yeah no she's
0: into it it's
2: weird
1: the whole thing about Mothma and her culture I just what is the commentary there what is the comment because again you're right obviously it doesn't make sense with her character at all with the old ways but what is he critiquing there who Mr. Gilroy
2: oh dude I don't know
1: traditional prog- conservative religion I don't, really, I don't know I don't know I have well, no idea well
2: I, I said this when we were watching I I just thought I said is this Handmaid's Tale or is it Star Wars. <laughs> Mm. That was the vibe I got when, <laughs> when Mon Mothma and her niece, niece, Vel, niece? Yeah. That's the relationship? What's her sister? but it's, it's, Sister? Yeah. Okay. so Okay. So. Yeah. Sister. <laughs> right. yeah, between sister. <clears throat> okay. So that when they're there and they're saying, I can't, I thought this was done. I can't, I thought, I can't believe to bring this back. It reeked of Handmaid's Tale to me. Like I thought we'd progress past this. This mm. is horrible. But it's just, I don't know. I guess it just comes down to an arranged marriage is what it is. Mm. Is that good on
1: ketchup? Are we good? I think that's
2: that's the,
0: I think that's that arc. Well, the last arc,
1: the last arc is just one episode, basically. Well, it's kind of two. two. You have the lightsaber ship, Darth Maul ship. We never talked about the the Fondor. It's a cool ship.
0: It is. It's cool. That is cool.
1: There's not much to it, but it's cool. Well, the cockpit's like the Millennium Falcon. It's got kind of the window. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, a holocraft. That's all you need. A window, a <laughs> It was good. Silver. Stand down, holocraft. It reminds me a little bit of the of the Naboo ship. Just a little bit, a little bit,
2: Just a little bit. Silver. Not at all. Silver. Not at all. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Trey and I know the truth. That was a cool scene. I didn't expect to see a space battle, and there wasn't. it wasn't much of one, but it was cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I liked seeing. His improvisation. his improvisation. His lies there. That was good. We got them to turn the
1: tractor for tractor force five. I like and, that. And also the mom died. <laughs> and Cassian's sad.
2: Who died? Oh. Yeah, she dies off screen. That was a choice. And then, uh, oh, meanwhile,
1: Cassian, they they escaped and they met some nice, Well, this was
2: th- one of the funniest parts in the whole show to me was episode, like, episode 12. It's gotta be 12. Well, it's 12 11. is the last one. 11. Okay. Yeah. Episode 11 opens with Cassian and the other prisoner, Melchi. Melchi mm-hmm. Yeah. Who we, Who's in Rogue One. Who we discover is in Rogue One.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: <clears throat>
2: They're just hanging on the cliffside. And I thought, I, I understand why I did it that way. It's sort of an, an exciting opening. But I just thought, let's just realistically speaking, how did you get in this position? <laughs> I saw you swimming and then walking in the last episode, and now, you, now you're now you here. The cliff. Mm-hmm. Mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. I know what I did. It was just, it was for fun. And again,
1: this kid, the, all these arc characters, they're just never given any love. Because, Melchie could be a brother, you know. They just they they forge something and they they just kind of leave. There's just not, none of the characters across the arcs ever get to stay around, which is too bad. We, right, we kind of do like a thing of the week. He could have been recruiting the rebellion yeah. the whole time. And honestly, when Melchie gets into says, "People need to hear about this. People need to know what we did." I go, "You're a good man. Good
2: luck." Well, you you saw him. He's in robes. What? Uh, Cassian's on the phone. Hey, your mom's dead. Yeah, he's on the phone and he's sort of upset, stressed. And then he just sees Melchi, and he's got his arms behind his back. And he's just looking at the ocean, calm, knows, peaceful. Brother, calm. Very right? Jedi, yes. very Jedi. Mm. And Reagan, Reagan joked. Water <laughs> brings out an
1: end of peace, doesn't it? No, I never understood that in prison. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: I think anyway. what you said was, he's Jedi. He's he has Jedi. inner clarity and purpose now. He mm-hmm. <laughs> spread the gospel of the prison. Anyway, Cassian could have been going to all these places, adventures. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, does the show have to be this cynical thing? It could have been. Let's just the A New Hope George Lucas 1977 version of this. Perhaps Luthen says, "Come with me, son. It's come there's, a, there's a, come and see. There's a better life for you. I'm going to use you. To you, every episode, I'm going to use you. There's going to be an adventure. Yes, I'm going to ask you to do questionable things, but we're gonna. You're going to bring back someone every time, and, it, and you do that for a couple episodes, and then one of them dies. And the one that doesn't make it back.
1: I don't know. Could you be... lost your wingman. There will be more.
2: There will be more. There will be others. Yeah. We yeah. gotta talk
1: about briefly uh, Luthen's speech. Do you remember Luthen's
0: speech?
2: To yeah, to uh, the guy yeah. in the elevator.
0: That was interesting. Yeah, what'd you think? Tell us. It was. I don't know. It, it 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 was kind of his moment to vent about like how hard things have been <laughs> for him. <laughs> he's basically like you know oh you think you've had it hard let me let me tell you buddy and it was it was weird i was like i i'm glad to know that that's how he feels but if i was this man who's been he's in the isb right that's his role he's he's an isb agent but he's undercover if i heard that i would have probably been like I think I'm maybe just gonna like turn you over, like become a a triple agent right. or something. Right, right. Right. But,
2: right, 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 right. What kind of uh, power does Luthen have over whatever his name was?
0: I don't know. I did you know it. I think it would have been good to maybe soothe the young man. The scene,
2: the scene is weird because
1: it starts with a come onto my saw like roller coaster, get into the elevator, <laughs> and it's just like it's just shaking the whole time. There's this green light in there. He's like, "That's not where we're really here, is it, Paul?" Anyway. I'm doing jigsaw. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then it opens down there, and Luthan looks like the emperor. I mean, he's he's wearing a cloak. He's in the shadows. Yes. He's Dark Father. He's on Vespin, looks he's, like. He's, he's dark. A, he's, there's, there's, there's a catwalk. Dark Father. Just we see that, and yep. he just, he is, How is your daughter, by the way? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been watching your daughter. I think about you often. I just, <clears throat> he's right. He's like, Are you saying this to threaten me? It's like, I don't know, because at one point it's like he says, your, your your commitment to the rebellion has been
2: epic. He does say <laughs> epic, yeah. <laughs> I love
1: that. <laughs> at one point it's like, it's yeah, dude, it's like you made a commitment to this life and you're wavering, and it's like you know you can't leave, and you're trying to get me to go along with it, but you can't. And he he gets mad at him and he says, What do you sacrifice? And he just goes, Everything. And
2: that's where the show has what, do you, what do you think a good leader slash fatherly mentor figure would actually do in that situation?
1: How can I help?
2: Can I pray with you? I don't know. <laughs> what, do you think? What, what I thought was maybe: what if Luthan says, "Come with me. Let me show you some things." Yeah. And then he shows: look at all these people who are sacrificing. You're not the only one. Do you still do you still want to go? Do you still want to quit? Something yeah. like that. you always have, to have an option rather than getting mad? That's, and... that's
1: the Last Jedi. Remember, Last Jedi is you're in the military. Can't you not leave. You know, Finn tries to leave. It's like
0: leaving. You know, I've had to stuff bag.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so messed up. Because taking that's away the choices. You're you're the empire at that point. What
1: that once again? That's that's the show's project. It's just look at everybody. Everybody's evil. Everybody's good. Blah, blah, blah. But, but it's
2: also not. Because it's also when you say the oppressed, it's does, does the, have a right to know. stand up. This this scene at least had a moral statement though.
1: Because the whole time you're seeing Luthen uh, be crazy. There's a whole art art plotline where he sacrifices all these guys so that this other guy doesn't get compromised.
2: It was fifteen, and then it was 30, plus one. Yeah, they just kept
1: adding more people. I was like, No,
2: they were subtracting people. That's true. 50 to 30, and then
1: that's plus one. That's a good one. point. Thank you. Plus mm. um, one. But in that moment, he just goes, what have you sacrificed? Like, I've just sacrificed everything it means to be a human. And you actually get him to hear him say that. You go, oh, he's like, I'm condemned to use the tools of my enemy to destroy my enemy. And you, know, I've, my ego, my ambition, it's all... Basically, he just... He's almost Batman. He confesses, he confesses everything. He confesses everything in his heart that's corrupted and wrong. And I go... So when he says everything, I, I do feel for him a little bit. I just yeah. Cool. We're finally seeing a character be real morally here. The statement of this this world of grey is not good, by the way. This is not good. It not how we should be. So it
2: takes a toll. Yep. We're the Jedi.
1: Yeah. Hey, just get back in the elevator. Anyway, so.
2: I did find it hilarious that the whole scene took place in the elevator. I, I laughed.
0: <laughs> I verified it. it did he did laugh. We need to be going up, not down. <laughs> <laughs>
2: a better elevator scene.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, there's yeah. more than one way out of here. <laughs>
1: that reminds me of Marva's speech. she does. I, We'll get there. There's some weird language in that speech. Mm. I always wanted to be lifted. And now I seek... I yearn to lift you. Anyway, weird.
3: Hmm.
2: Next. Anyway, Marva died. Yeah. But and it seems clear now wait, that she... Do you, she, want, do you, you want, want to talk die? about the funny aliens? I like them. And oh, fun, if, if, funny you want. if you want. I like those guys. They were the natives to the present planet, I guess. And Squidden. <clears throat> Squidden. There were some questions. Always the, the Dawson Empire. There are things that happen in the show. I guess it's just bad writing. And it's just TV writing where there has to be conflict. But a good example of that is when Melchi. Melchi or Melchi? It's Melchi. When Melchi, they see the quad jumper. And Melchi just makes a run for it. Cassian is saying, no, don't do it. And it's obviously stupid. 'Cause you got the two guys right there and it's just
1: Well they're slow and stupid. There's no way they'll catch them.
2: <laughs> I'm just thinking if if it were a realistic situation, maybe you could approach them, say hi, brothers. Yeah. I something goes to you. Right. And I, I guess that's just bad writing. But um I did like those guys. They were funny. I liked the language just a, kind of a different alien design, still kind of mm-hmm. beige and just twisted and scary, like all of Disney's creations, but.
1: <laughs> they had some nice yeah. snot guys. They were okay.
2: Yeah, I like the, the, the nets, the snot net. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I didn't like was they captured them and the guy's saying, let's sell these guys. We're going to sell them and make some money. And it's only when the mutual hatred of the empire is expressed that they change their minds. And I just think, the writer, to, it, to the writer that was a good thing but I see that and I think again you're losing the common humanity of we were just about to sell you it's completely inhumane to catch a man in the net and say I'm going to sell you I'm going to take part in the slave trade to return a slave prisoner to his master it's his business mm-hmm. but oh you hate the empire alright then instead of just where are you going to go the instead, instead okay. of what in the real world you would say Wow, my fellow man is is down on his luck, and I should not make money he off is him. Shoeless, right? It, Friendless, I didn't like that. Mm. And it's just—it's a little scene. It's played as a as a joke, but it just sort of reveals, I guess.
1: Well, it has the grace as the prison sentencing, where she's like, "You got—you gotta get to this place." They don't really care about the humanity of how they got there. Yeah,
2: that's right. That's right. Mm. Anyway, that's the what finale. I. That's what I
1: got to say about that.
0: The finale. This isn't
1: a lot. casting Let's go! That, that's his leadership. Let's get out of here. That's
2: his uh, leadership technique. His leadership frequency. Let's go. He's tapped into He Let's
0: uses go. force clap. Force, force clap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing. I've seen it work. It summons it summons the hardworking beings. Mm. Ooh. I like that. So Marva is a past president of the Daughters of Pharyks. What, um,
2: what do you think of when you hear that?
0: Delta Omega Phi, Daughters of Pharyks. What I think it's of a sorority.
2: The, what I think of is the daughters of the Confederacy. <laughs> oh um, no,
0: that's not what
1: I thought. I thought <laughs> we had the daughters of the American Revolution. The sons okay. of the daughters of the American Revolution. We're all revealing our, we actually, uh, our
2: backgrounds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I totally thought like sorority social club, which right, that ha- so they, so- they, 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 they say social club, not not later. far removed from from what y'all are describing.
1: But um, there's this great part where that older black woman, she's really nice. She's Mitra's. Marva's friend. Yeah. And when they start attacking, she just goes, <laughs> I hated that it scene. It was so funny. Uh, her name was J- Jez. Je- Jez, that's right, Jez. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jez. Anywho. How dare you forget Jez? I'm sorry! Also, there's a droid
2: that is sad B2 Emo, I think was his He's name. Emo. Yeah. He was funny. Cacassian. That, that droid was definitely funny. I liked him. It was well designed. We didn't mention him in episode one, but there's there some good scenes with him, and it's a well designed prop. I liked him but I've said this before I'll say it again I'll say it until I die Disney's Star Wars treatment of droid is it treats them like pets and I don't like that at all because droids are not these sentient beings the droid revolution in Solo was so stupid it was embarrassingly stupid and oh, to it have works. huh
1: what remember the droid the female droid in
2: Lando
0: oh it works
2: yeah I do remember yeah, sorry. I do remember that Come on, Phoebe. Is that her name?
0: She's the actress, yeah. Oh, okay. She'll be the co star in Indy 5.
2: Oh. Oh. She's playing a droid? <laughs> well, good. Hey, we're better. We're good. Her talents. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. So in Star Wars, <clears throat> nobody really likes droids except for two people Anakin and Luke Skywalker. Something about them, they're just kind hearted. And they, you know, they're both they both like machines. Anakin especially. Anakin's a lonely little boy, slave boy. His friends are uh, robots. And he becomes a lonely Jedi. Nobody really understands him. And yet R2-D2 is always there for him. So, is a cool thing about Anakin and Luke. All, a great character trait. And they've just given that to everybody. And they've given it to every droid. Every droid is R2-D2 now. And it's just, I don't like that at all. But, uh... In a show lacking, lacking humanity, though. It wasn't the something. worst thing I've ever seen. And You got Brazo,
1: this character. I think that's his name. Brazo, Brasso. Brasso. He's a bro.
2: Yeah. He's, cool, he's a hard-working dude. He, he did take part in a riot <laughs> for no
1: good reason. They had a permit for 40 people. There was more than 40 people. They were instructing traffic. Sorry. They deserved what they got. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Long, I'm on the process.
1: Anyway, finale. So, she died. It seemed like she wanted to die as well. Is that what you guys is that the vibe you get looking back she at? She was it?
2: not taking her medicine on purpose. Yeah,
1: she was uh I think I think she knew that her depth would be a, a rallying cry. What I like about this part, honestly, is so they they plan this attack. Every, all the main characters for every every character's got their own stupid reason to be back. They all come back, it's a gathering of all the people, and no one is expecting this 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 riot. You know, you got Luthan coming, he's oh we'll catch Cass, we'll catch Cassian. and you <laughs> and it's just you never you just never Baron Harkonnen
2: <laughs> squeeze rabbit
1: anyway um, you just never it just, and all of a sudden you hear this music playing and it's just the Imperials casting almost everybody's cut off guard by what what the people of Ferret had in store
0: I like that yeah it was uh, interesting diegetic music it, I was reading today yeah. about how it was yeah. it was amateurish on purpose, like it's they, they were on set. Yeah, I I didn't really like it. No,
1: it was it was
2: bad.
0: Yeah, it was
1: bad. I like it because they they all get to the the road and everybody just kind of stares at each other and the flutes go. <laughs> <and> they go. <laughs> I love
2: it.
0: Where's the Ferrix drum major? It was a neat
2: idea. It was it was original creative idea.
0: Yeah.
3: And
2: then the show, but it just let's just just haven't played well. So, yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: Cassian comes back for, I guess, for the funeral, and he gets there and then learns, oh, by the way, B- Bix is in prison, but again, what does Cassian want? What is he trying to do? He's just kind of there, and then goes, oh, yeah, I guess I'll help Bix now, because she's imprisoned.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's this really cool scene where it's actually under the streets, and it's like, Cassian and it is, I. It, you could have something really cool where it's like Batman coming back, and He he's just, load up. Yeah. And it's just this... You know these people. Maybe Cassie could help him organize this whole thing. And yeah. Cassie is so, so divorced from the people affairs at this point. Yeah, it's like he comes back and you know he's, he's backward. He goes, "What's we have? We have twenty four hours." I don't know. He, we have, we can you know we can do something here, and they right. don't they don't do that.
2: Mm. Um. Anyway, it was too bad. The riot didn't make any sense to me because it. What I didn't <laughs> like about the I guess it's realistic in this way, but the riot was pure reactionary emotion. No, no thinking. No, again, no. Love your neighbor or care for your fellow man, because there are women in there. Are women in this group, and suddenly okay. these an old black lady's fighting a guy with a riot shield, and you just think like, this was this was not a good idea. They, 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 none of them have guns. None we, of them. None of them guns. Right. The empire a guy's, a guys a brick. We've established. Yeah, he's a, the brick is made of a dead lady. this just think, <laughs> that, it just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Why are we doing this? <laughs> I would not. I didn't. I did not support this riot. Doesn't mean I support the Empire. I did not support the riot. To <laughs> be clear, the, on the, on record, you don't support the riot. You don't support the Empire. I support the Jedi. Thank you. <laughs> they Thank they you. had a Jedi had a higher calling yeah. than this riot. They wanted more for well, us. Well, I think what
1: what really is troubling is like they don't. They're not really accomplishing anything. It's not like they're like gonna to try to sabotage something. There's there's like attacking.
2: It's just pure emotion. Yeah. It's it's a, is, and, and emotional the, and, reaction. And the
1: plot is really giving casting the cover he needs to do what he's trying to do, but. What are the people of Fairyx actually trying to accomplish? They don't know that. Exactly, they don't know that. And so, on, on paper, it makes sense as a show. It yeah. doesn't make sense as actually for them to do that. And what's really weird is you got this kid building a bomb. I, right. I'm seeing a The kid.
2: son of the dad who was tortured. Look,
1: I mean, I don't like kids making bombs. Not a fan. And he makes a bomb and he looks sad. I mean, he throws it. He's over. angry.
2: It's the it's again it's the vengeance thing. And at right? first I thought, does anyone know about
1: the bomb? But then I watching it again with you today. I saw I saw Brass look over and they kind of had an exchange, and so it was, clearly, oh, really? it was clearly part of the plan. And so yeah. Yeah.
0: one one other like subcurrent that's been going mm-hmm. on throughout the show that kind of catches up in this episode too is Luthen is like, I I want the Empire to come down harder on people because that's what's gonna create more rebel sympathy so like that Uh, like basically like this kid has been radicalized by what happened to his dad he's here making bombs and Luthen sees all this going on he's like amazing but at that point you
2: I mean you're Robespierre in the French Revolution you're like Mao you're a communist revolutionary that's not the rebellion to me, that's not that's not the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, you
1: don't just sacrifice 500 people for the, yeah
2: for the, Yeah, for that's the, not... Yeah. Okay, what
1: I really like in the show is actually... I saw it today in Rogue One. It was better. They said, I've been in the cause. I'm in the fight. That's cool. But initially, they were saying, the struggle. The struggle always comes first. It's, a, Mar- str- it's a
2: Marxist language. The struggle. And I just go, hmm.
1: I don't know. I, I Some of that real world, real world language just feels really weird.
2: Right. It, that, that's where the irreverence for Star Wars reaches a breaking point. Mm-hmm. Where if you're just doing a show, and the show is exploring mm-hmm. the shades of gray in a revolution. Interesting. De- you should use that kind of language. But in Star Wars, where you have an established history of the rebellion and the alliance and the good characters and all that, just kind of fell apart, I thought.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, so oh. Luthan's there trying to kill. He wants to kill Andor.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he does? Yeah. He, de- sorry, he, I don't know he definitely I does?
1: Yeah, he, but the whole, whole goal is... Good. the Imperials are looking for him. They'll draw out Andor and we can Maybe kill Maybe you just him. want to talk to him. No, he says.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> Knowing that Luthan was there to assassinate him, Cassian <laughs> offers Luthan to either kill him or take him in.
2: Are you reading this off of Wikipedia?
0: Which... Tony Gilroy
2: told us not to read that.
0: Look, Tony, yeah, says that. Tony's name Tony's is Tony, right. Tony
2: Fauci also told us not to read that. Hang on, Tony that. Fauci! <laughs> <laughs> not a reliable source of information on COVID. Just... <laughs> Forget
3: about
2: it! Trey has not know what you're
0: doing. The master's been looking for a new <laughs> droid on the sail barge. This <laughs> become a carnival of impressions.
3: Forget <laughs> like like about it! <laughs> <have to> <laughs> what was that? We have
2: to show it to you. That is a skit of <laughs> of a uh, comedian playing Tony Fauci's son. Tony Fauci's son, Frank Fauci! Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just this Italian caricature. That's the whole sketch. <laughs> I like my
1: drinker like this. It <laughs> it's just stupid. I stir my toothbrush like this. Sorry.
2: <laughs> 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 uh, if any, if you, if Woo. listeners are interested, just search Tim Dillon, Tim Dillon, Tony Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Oh,
3: All right. Oh man. Well, let's let's
2: <laughs> land
1: it. Uh, it, the speech, <laughs> Marva's speech. What do you think about Marva's speech? I wasn't moved. <laughs> no, no, I was not. Well, it's because she's she's going, you know. I always and they're going stone in sky, stone in sky, and it's just weird. First of all, <laughs> it's weird. It's p- paganism. It's weird that they're bricks, but I guess that's their <laughs> culture. Whatever. And uh, she's going, you know, oh, the dead have always lifted me. And now I want to lift you. Like, Finally, I'm going. Okay, there's a moral statement there. Great. And then she, and then she's kind of goes, you know, at first we're taking their money. It was fine, but now. We used to have each other, but now we don't have each other anymore. So, I wish I could have been fighting these bastards. And it's just, anyway, I don't know. I don't really know. Yeah, wasn't wasn't a great speech. Wasn't morally sound. It's too bad. It's too bad. Because again, I don't really know what they're trying to even accomplish with this raid, this riot. So. And the stormtroopers, they start gunning them down. The stormtroopers are really efficient in this scene, too.
2: Do they shoot... At first, they don't shoot them. At first, it's the riot shields. Yep. And then they, once the, once the bomb is thrown, them? it's just... Do they start shooting? Yep. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Again,
2: the, I just look at that and I think, what did you think was going to happen? You guys are completely unarmed. The show is set up that the Empire is ruthless. Yeah. they These guys have every reason in the world just to drop a bomb on your stupid little town.
1: And then Deirdre's there, and she gets taken over by the mob, and she's going, no! And she's being you're taken. <laughs> and Cyril's there for some reason, not doing anything. And he says, Come with me, And then they, they go in the, the He saves is, her.
2: She's just shaking He his saves face. her. She goes, oh, I suppose I should thank you. He says, You don't have to. You don't have to. And then I thought they were gonna kiss, but they didn't. Mm. They See should that? have. And
1: then Syntas murders a guy for some reason and then Big rescues Bix. And I read it maybe a little different than you. Luthan was there and he's kinda of always going, He's always gonna kind of, do he's always giving that little kind of face. He's kinda of just going, mm. <laughs> and but then later you see him watching. He looks sad to me. He looks a little sad. I don't know. It's like mm-hmm. I think in that moment he just went. This is gonna be this. the cost is high. The cost is quite high for his
2: rebellion. Is not the rebellion he had in mind? Maybe. Well, I think I think on paper everything works out the way. Yeah.
1: You mentioned Trey, absolutely. But I think just seeing people get swatted like that in the streets. I mean, that's just it ain't gonna work out for you. So I don't know. So the, yeah. thankfully the kid and Bix they all get away, and Cassie doesn't go with. He he realizes the fight's not done. I have to go face my father. I have to face him. Dark father. Dark father.
3: Mm.
1: Also, elegantly cut in the middle of all this was, uh, oh yeah, Motha is gonna let her daughter date this guy. Yeah. So. Oops. Sounds great. <laughs> she violated her conscience. That's kind of all it comes down to, isn't it? I guess even no matter what, I don't know. She says she didn't want to do it. She doesn't want to do it. She had to do it. She did it. So.
2: Compromise. She's has
1: mm. com- I guess that's what it. Yeah.
2: She's not an idealist idealism That's what she's always been. I I guess it's just the the real thesis of the show is that idealism can't exist in reality. That's a big one. Maybe. I would say it's a big one. And also that work is boring. Quite boring. That's a big thesis. Quite boring. All the workplace boringness.
0: And then, uh... is this show pro-small business?
2: (laughs) I would not say so. What what makes you wonder?
0: I I think it is anti-big business. It, it keeps saying, in a superficial way, I would it say. keeps saying, like, all of these big things are so inefficient. And when you get down to the weeds, you know, the empire doesn't really know what's going on. They don't know what's happening. Yeah. more security. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Support your small business. <laughs> I guess. I,
2: see,
1: I see what you're
3: saying.
1: <laughs> the show is pretty superficial in its commentary of just, it kind of is able to throw stones at things. It doesn't really ever. Give you an answer what you should do if your wife it just says don't do that. I guess maybe mm. or that's bad. Yeah, there's there's a nice line where again it's the crazy revolutionary guy in his manifesto. He says oppression is such a unnatural thing. It's uh it's all about fear and just it's so it's just so unnatural is they have to do so much work in order to keep it in place. Something like that. He says something like that.
2: But mm. yeah, some of that stuff was good. At the yeah, end,
1: he has he has some good lines. Yeah, and then Andor presents himself to his father like uh Isaac and Abraham. Where's the sacrifice? I'm sacrifice. Kill me. or take me in. Sadly, no. And mean. then, uh, it's cool. It's like Luthan, he, he He takes the guy, he smiles, and he just goes, cool. And I don't know. It's almost like that's what I wanted the whole time, that the show to be. And there anyway, we go. Just it.
2: like so much television, it's just the actual amount of story being told is rather small. Let's just say you took out the arcs, and you took out... Mm-hmm. Even though we enjoyed them, the heist and the prison break, the real human what is the story, Story, mm-hmm. what's going on with Cassian as a person, it's, he loses his mom, loses his parents, and then there's this new figure. And it's like, that's the story you actually want to see, and it only is barely told, barely gets started, which is too bad. Yeah. But we got some good action scenes. And a, and a guy yeah. learning
1: to look outside just what he wants. Yeah. It could have been a much simpler show. It could have been him just starting with some missions. Maybe Luther chooses them well, and it's like, go to Kashyyyk and bring me the Wookiee paw of destiny. Yeah. And Ooh, it, he hard. goes there, and it's like, oh, the Wookiees are enslaved. And you, you see him faced with what's happening in the galaxy, right. and maybe he hasn't before. But it's
2: know. almost... Uh, something that's really hard is... the age of Diego Luna. Mm-hmm. He does not look like a young, naive kid. Yeah. Absolutely. He looks much older than he did in Rogue One, and fatter. It's nice. He's getting old. It's not. It's not his fault. Mm-hmm. It's happening to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not his fault. So, uh, why why was this show about Cassian Andor ultimately? And you could have just written a a, a new young hero, mm-hmm. and you could have done anything you wanted. I don't. I just. I really don't understand why they went with Cassian. I uh did I, he test well or something like that?
1: I
0: don't know. Couldn't tell you.
1: What I wrote down here is: is anything in this show? I said, "Oh, Rogue One." I take the I take the back. Is anything in this show better than the story of Han Solo and A New Hope through Rogue One? Through sorry, Return of the Jedi.
3: No, no.
1: guys, go. It's kind of the same story. It starts with the same beat.
2: Han Solo guns a guy down. He's, he's
1: but it's, it's about, only about money.
2: But think about. Think about how much ground is covered in just A New Hope in that story. I
1: knew that more than just the money. Right.
2: Han comes at the end and saves Luke, and there is nothing like that for Cassian. Hey, kid. Cassian's kind of the point that if you're to compare Cassian and Han Solo, he would be, where would he be? He would be at the point where they leave the Death Star, maybe? Yeah, sure. Not quite on, on program yet. Right, on not program. Qu- <laughs>
1: yeah. And anyway. stuff. It's stuff. And we're, we're leading all the way to MB and Rogue One, where he just kills people. So what, you, just... what do you think,
0: Trey? Uh, comparing Cassian to Han, or just anything? Uh, just anything. Uh, it was. I think kind of what what y'all were hinting at throughout. I would say it was a good TV show maybe not a good Star Wars yeah. product mm-hmm.
2: and yet the best Star Wars product in years
0: oh yeah no without a doubt at least in live without action that.
2: mm-hmm. yeah that, that's just sad
0: um post credit scene
2: oh yeah that was cool they were building this Death Star yeah. they were building that the whole time mm-hmm. I, did, I did enjoy that the shot of Death Star is out of 2001 Space Odyssey oh yeah the,
0: you're
2: right the symmetrical mm-hmm. perfect yeah yeah, yeah. that's cool that's very yeah.
0: cool. It only further made me question the building of the Death Star 2 and Return of the Jedi. Why? So, <laughs> in Revenge of the Sith, we already have like the framework mm-hmm. of the Death Star in place, right? Yeah, that's true. Oh, I see. Oh, and yeah. Then yeah. By, by the time we get right. to A New Hope, it's just finished. It's well, been 19 years.
2: You're forgetting in Rogue One... Fifteen years before Rogue One, at the the prologue opening, Krennic says work has stalled.
3: Oh,
0: (laughs) that was my mistake. But then, (laughs) then in Return, it's been so a long time, a very long time, in Return. Carmen, a man of your talents. Hmm. In Return of the Jedi, <laughs> in three years, they've built a bigger Death Star. And Vader says... Is it bigger? The Emperor is not pleased with your lack of Pant progress. lack of progress. We will double our efforts. And that's what? Two three, years three after years. a new Home 3? Yeah. Is it
2: really three years?
0: Three years,
1: yeah. Well, I think it's a, you get a, what, a year and a half in between each film, maybe.
2: No, uh, yeah. I think it's only six months between the first two.
1: Unknown. I think it's pretty short,
2: yeah. It's short. It's short-ish. Mm-hmm. A year. 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 We'll you? a year. Shake hands on it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Cool cool TV show. I'm excited. Well, not excited. I was surprised I watched it. That was... I I think it is a helpful show with people. I've talked to people about it. Just, what is Star Wars? Is it okay for Star Wars to have these elements in it? Is this tone okay of Star Wars? You know? Trying to help... I don't know, that's, that's that's why I like wanted to have this conversation is it just it really does test what what makes Star Wars a Star Wars thing.
3: Hmm.
1: And there's just a lot of times I watch this, and I just go, It is cool television. It's intriguing, you know, it's ocean's eleven. I'm I'm intrigued, I wanna watch more, I'm excited to watch this, but it's a Star Wars.
0: Yeah.
1: You
2: know. It's just kind of the lack of hope for me. That was the number one thing that I didn't like. I didn't um, watching Rogue One a little today, characters like Chirrut and uh, Baze, these guys who are... Chirrut is a believer in the Force, and he's just kind of always optimistic. I am
1: one with the Force, and the Force is with me.
2: Yeah, he's basically praying, and mm-hmm. that awesome scene where the the heavy weapons guy isn't going to go with him, but he just says, I know you'll I know you come with me, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just the, those little moments of humanity and hope that really let you know the, know the Rebellion, there is something good about the Rebellion. The moral grayness was just—I—I I really thought the moral grayness obscured all references to good and evil at a certain point because of the way the the way Cassian treats people, the way the the rebels treat people—they just kind of unceremoniously kill people and things like that. The things they're willing to do—that yeah. was just tough. And
1: uh, and Rogue One is able to be about that, but it kind of makes it it's mission to there, say we start here and then we have distance from it
2: there's a light in Rogue One mm-hmm. that I don't see in Andor maybe it's building up to it it would
1: need the show will not work at all but it doesn't even have that in the next season well it's not working right now
2: but it needs to have that people way. love it though so what do you know I'm so stupid I'm merely a pundit that was the biggest hurdle for me though mm. and for Cassian to never grapple with I killed that man cold blood he never had to answer for that that's just that's just weird because in star wars you know evil like that's always punished casting should have lost an eyeball or something <laughs> a finger anyway what do you think trey
0: um uh, i i like the show i think it's fine it's not great mm-hmm. like i said i think it's probably like a seven out of ten tv show without show it, the star wars would you show it to a aspect. baby <laughs> no <laughs> you wouldn't steal a home <laughs> piracy commercial um, but yeah. you would
2: show Revenge of the Sith when Anakin burns to a baby there's
0: something no.
1: different there I, I remember I, I had this debate with a friend recently
2: and yeah. I was I was telling him all these things I didn't
1: like about the show and he went what are you talking about episode 3 has a guy burning and I just went hmm I realized it's not really the content markers are just they're the fruit they're the fruit of the worldview of the creator and the tone of the show that's what matters more because Episode three has a darkness, but it works because it's a tragedy. And it's just, we are talking about it so much at length already, but it's very different. It's not just the darkness of the scenes, it's just the overall godless Where's nature. Where's the light? The godless Let's... nature of the production.
2: Okay. Thank you.
3: Mm.
2: Where's the light? Where's the light? They mention it a few times in Andor. The mom talks about a, an encroaching darkness of the Empire, and I think that's good. That's good. But <clears throat> not seeing the light, really. Not seeing anybody really drawn by the light yet.
3: Yeah.
0: If we're lucky, maybe it'll just all be over by then.
1: The Life? World?
3: The world? <laughs> yeah.
2: Bring it on. All right. That's fine. Well, what I was going to say was maybe they can get to it. They can get to where the rebellion really starts to come together around something good. Mm. That could be cool. Maybe the next Yeah. Maybe the season will go into that. and It'll end nicely. But to not have that in an entire season, 12 episodes of television... It was just, I didn't like that. And a Star Wars property, yeah. Because mm-hmm. even Obi Wan and Mandalorian, they've got these really sweet human moments. Um, the end of Mandalorian season two, where he takes his helmet off, that's a really sweet moment. And you know, I'd call that the light. That's the light side of the Force revealing mm-hmm. itself. And Obi Wan's got scenes like that. A lot mm-hmm. of scenes with Leia are really good. When when Obi Wan and Leia talk about the Force, he's like, yeah. it's like when the lights. Come on in the room. In dark place. Yeah, right. I didn't see anything like that in Andor. No.
1: Yeah. Basically, this tray is uh I know we started going, don't care about Cassian at all. But at the end of the show, do you care about Cassian? Is he likable?
0: Not particularly, no. So it's
1: more about, it's a vehicle to see cool Star Wars intrigue. Yeah. It's just kind of a serviceable TV show in that way.
2: Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. It was more about the the political yeah. movements, Luthen, Mon Mothma. That, That's that the was was interesting to me. How about Cyril? I would love to see where Cyril ends up at the end of this I show. I'm very curious. And
1: his mom. Hopefully, his mom will be there too. They'll Jedi. be together.
0: Yeah. It'd be cool. His
1: mom's Jedi too. Everybody's <laughs> uh,
2: Jedi. She's a new librarian. New Jedi. <laughs> librarian. She's a new know. Jedi
1: Supreme Court. They-
3: <laughs> Ruth Bader That's Jedi. Good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I think I'd to, to put a, a pin in my side of the is it Star Wars conversation. i I think we've heard enough from you (laughs) i will be (laughs) silent uh i i definitely agree with what y'all are saying with the the spiritual elements and, and needing to have some of that light i do think it's okay for not every star wars thing to have that story in it you know there's There's books, for example, you know, we, we enjoy reading like your, your Darth Bane, your Darth Plagueis books where they're just inherently dark Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. their natures. And it Mm -hmm. is telling a part of the Star Wars universe that's interesting, Mm -hmm. but it's not the full story. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to someone and say, Hey, you want to understand Star Wars, go read Darth Bane, Path of Destruction. It's a good book. As someone who likes Star Wars, I like to read it. But it doesn't fully encapsulate Star Wars, it, it, so that's how I see. I, that makes a lot of sense because
1: I, I view both the books that way too. I think my perspective has changed slightly, where I think anything on screen says different, different
0: that's bar. The fair The books that's are fair. have
1: always. I love the books, but I, now I've come to the realization that everybody loved the books. Now everybody has that rich inner world. That loving scene where Luke Skywalker drinks hot chocolate for the first time. Not mm. everybody gets that. That's, a, that's between me, that. And like me, me, Trey, and God. That's all. That's, that's <laughs> you're not involved. <laughs> that's not going to be fair, everybody. Though, but, but the TV that that is what people think Star Wars that is. That is content. That is the visual content for this thing. It's, just, it's a it's a the main course. It's a visual medium. It's the main so, course at yeah. this point. Yeah, um, but
2: I see what you're saying, Trey. I get it. Absolutely. Because the, in in the long course of history, the six. George Lucas' Star Wars films will outlast Andor.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, easily.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I think the real question: What can Star Wars be? You know, can Star Wars be a Western? Can Star Wars be all these these genres? And people have kind of said, you know, Star Wars need to have the Jedi, need to have lightsabers, need to have the Force. I think it just consistently, my answer has now been yes. Because just I felt the absence. I think, pretty I strong. think the Force. I think the it Force. needs that, the Force. Yeah, which means the Jedi. But also, it could be the Force. It be something yeah. you could do something. I think it needs the Force.
0: Yeah. And this was the first live action product that did not have a lightsaber in it. Other than the holiday special, if you include that. Yeah, and Luthen's <laughs> lightsaber attack.
2: I think it works without the Jedi and the lightsaber iconography. I think it works. For me, I think it's the Force. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it ultimately, when you get down to it, what separates Star Wars from other sci-fi stories?
3: Mm-hmm. It's
2: the Force.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And that yeah. goes beyond just the lightsaber duels. It goes to a, a rich inner spiritual world.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Briefly, was there any cool Easter eggs that you saw in Luthen's shop? Briefly, anyone that spoke to you.
0: Polkun. There was like a, a <laughs> mask was there. There's like a Padme headpiece. Mm-hmm. Oh, was really? Pretty cool. Yeah.
1: They did. They did some good. Some good work there. Mm-hmm. The one to me was the armor of is Force Unleashed Two. It's the uh, Darth Vader's secret apprentice. It's his uh, dark side apparel. It's just this crazy set of armor. Samurai. Yeah, they, add, they, they added a mohawk too, which looked kind of weird this time, but it mm. looked cool.
0: That anyway. is cool. They, 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 did, they, did,
1: they, did, they did good with this. They showed that production design, but
2: anyway. Yeah. Production design cool. was awesome. Cool. Across the board.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Good stuff, everybody. Maybe well season done. two will be good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do have a question. I mean, if Tony Tony Giro, I just don't know about him. I walked away, he's going, I don't know about you, buddy. Sorry. We got it. <laughs> yeah, I've said enough.
2: I've said enough. We got your point of
1: view. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Um, tune in next time when Trey will explain... Luke Skywalker's plan at the beginning of Return of the Jedi to free Han Solo. Oh my gosh! Thank you. Wow, you've already charted it out. Opening segment next time. Is there a
1: murder board at home where you charted off everything that happens? <laughs> I thought we already did this.
0: Did we? No, no, no. no, no, no. no you and I tried. Oh, we oh, tried. But he's got the he's got a
1: definitive answer here.
0: Oh, okay. Well, let me let me re-listen to that. Okay, thank you. Your, your epic nine-hour Return of the oh, Jedi. Well, there was a whole
2: segment called "What is the plan?" Okay, boom, 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 I will re-listen funny to that, too. and
0: then <laughs> we will come back. I don't next know. Thing.
2: I think I think maybe we didn't have a definitive answer Okay. But my memory is that we just said it doesn't make sense cause it was it's, written. it's a movie yeah. it was just written
0: <laughs> I will return with the answer <laughs>
2: good <laughs> teaser good yeah, thank bed. you Trey awesome. for your service thanks brother alright guys thanks for listening we should cover Tales of the Jedi that could be a short one mm-hmm. and we also want to do a Disney Star Wars report card mm-hmm. Disney's been at it for 10 years
3: mm-hmm.
1: what was it October 2012 12? 2022
2: mm-hmm. They've got quite the portfolio. It's time to just grade it. Mm-hmm. I think we'll we'll see. Pass, fail.
1: And you will... A, B, C, D, E, or F. Listeners at home, you follow along. Send us your reviews.
2: Send us your ratings.
1: Send a yeah, bunch that, of emails yeah, telling
0: yeah. Seth to watch Rebels. I know. Please, he needs to do it.
2: Yeah. He's a fool. Uh, apologetics at gmail.com. Send us your Star Wars report card. Disney Star Wars report card. And we expect Fs across the board. Just kidding. <laughs> no, we actually, uh, it would be great to get a Sam. lot of varied opinions. Mm-hmm. If you disagree with us, please let please let us know. And let we, him know. Let him Seth know. know.
1: Oh. Only agree with me. Thank you. <laughs> okay.
3: That's what I want. All right. Goodbye, guys. Thanks Goodbye. for listening.